All right, we're rolling. We're hot. This is episode 119 of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. I'm here tonight with co-host Diggs. That's right, you heard it. Hello. Hey, not Wiggs. Wiggs forgot his birthday is today. Wiggs was fired. Yeah, Wiggs was fired. No, <laughs> so Diggs, Diggs is sitting in tonight in the hot seat. And uh, I'm proud to announce that we are being hosted tonight graciously by Atlantis Motor Garage down here in Silver Lake. And uh, if you've never been down here, you're totally missing out. And you probably haven't lived in LA for that long, right? <laughs> so uh, I wanted to jump in and uh, get right into this episode. All righty. We're sitting down here. We got a bunch of people in the house tonight. Uh, Before we get into the show, we should probably introduce each other. So let's go around it like we do a board game. Um, Let's go to the to my left. So who who we got in the house tonight? What's up, Larry? This is Daniel. Daniel is from Atlantis. Hey, I'm Sebastian. Sebastian is from a rock band. I am not from a rock band. Um, I'm Diggs uh, from Diggs and Ghost. I don't know what episode I was on before. Yeah, 110. But hopefully you guys remember me. Yeah. Oh, they remember you. We got lots of emails about you guys. And then right next to Diggs, we got... Uh, Guillermo Cornejo from Riders here. Yeah, another rock band guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then next to Guillermo... We got John Q, uh, founder of Atlantis Motor Garage. All righty. And over here to my right, probably the youngest kid in the garage tonight... (laughs) I'm Alma Seaver. I'm the shop gremlin at Atlantis Motors. Yep, <laughs> she is. And then somewhere, somewhere around here, there's a little dog. He's probably really the youngest yeah. here. So uh, jumping in, we got one email today, and it kind of covers the news that we had for this week too, which is, I don't know if you guys, Annette Carrion, I know yeah. you guys know, everybody, everybody yeah. and their grandma's been posting. Um, Annette passed away this weekend on um, Ortega Highway. They just opened that really crummy restaurant called uh hell's kitchen yeah is that the name of that so i think there was like a lot of uh hooliganism and a lot of riders and a lot of traffic going on out there and uh, yeah she was a she was a socal uh local that was like a moto vlogger and a huge personality in the motorcycling scene she worked for motorcyclist online i think i'd seen her as like the fashion cop or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) back in the day and she's you know just uh just a big-hearted person got um a lot of women into riding i think and was a was a really good uh person for our sport and for the lifestyle so it's sad sad to hear her passing um that's really shittily the only news i have this week um besides the fact that the uh, motorcycle podcaster challenge is coming up pretty soon here so and then we'll get into some events at the end of the show but uh i wanted to go around the room and um i really wanted to say thank you to atlantis for hosting us tonight because we wanted to talk Diggs and Ghost got in touch with, with Wigs and Host. That dick and co-host thing is going to haunt me forever, dude. I, I, I bobbled it on episode 110. I had it in my head at home, and then at, at the shop, it's like, dick and co- Oh, no, no, shit. So Wigs and Host, Diggs and Ghost. Um, I, you know, we, we wanted to talk with uh, Guillermo. We needed a place to do it, and, and luckily, Atlantis, I knew they were here, and I've been wanting to talk to these guys for a while. So let's kill two birds with one stone. 
If you've never heard of Atlantis, they are right down in, is this Silver Lake Junction, yeah, it's, it's Sunset so, Junction? No, Junction's a little further okay. west of us, so we're... Like the heart of Silver Lake. Yeah, we're right in the heart of Silver Lake. Yeah, and so I'm going to go around, well, I'm going to let you guys decide, pick and choose who's going who's gonna to fight over the info, but basically, what is Atlantis and what do you guys do? Um, Atlantis is, I guess, I guess your solution to like the speed shop, the neighborhood speed shop. And we basically, um, this is our 14th year serving the community. Um, and it really started off grassroots. You know, it was, uh, you know, I wasn't really happy how other, uh, shops would treat me and, and how they would service my bike. So it kind of was my vision of, uh, starting a whole new, uh, a whole new way of doing things that kind of went back to the old school ways of just kind of getting to know the neighborhood, getting to know your clients on a one-to-one, uh, you know, f- basis. And um, I think that's kind of like the, the key to our, our success here. We, uh, we're very innovative and um, uh, very creative about the way we go at things. That's uh, giving us the opportunity to, uh, uh, to uh, work on all various vehicles from vintage uh, British, Japanese, American to even modern bikes. Yeah. So our flexibility has co- uh, allowed us to survive where uh, a lot of shops are actually closing down and have been closed over the years. So we're almost like the last uh, Mohicans uh, <laughs> doing what we're doing. But at the same time, uh, we're, we're kind of unique in ourselves. So we're kind of setting trends you know, as we uh, stay, stay open. Yeah. And you guys have recently got into cars. We may talk about that in a little bit, <laughs> but right. you guys went pretty hard on the uh, ro- rotary tip, which is cool. Cause Wiggins and I did a motor challenge where we were talking about rotary bikes and stuff like that. So awesome. yeah. Um, briefly give, can you give me a, a history of Atlantis when it started? You said you guys have been here for about 14 years. You actually are the first place when I first moved to LA think you guys were next door yeah and god dang it was just like a ton of bikes and my mm-hmm. buddy and i were in the cafe racers and we was we stopped sure. in over there and it was just like heaven you mm-hmm. know because it was half half junkyard half like you said like friend like hang friendly hangout sure and um so you started it when what year was yeah it? well um we originally started off in echo park oh, okay. um on sunset and we were originally called the anti-market and it's you know just kind of reflected a lot of uh my punk rock growing up and we created a an environment where uh um, a lot of uh, local artists can actually show their artwork and clothing and stuff and at the same time we we uh um loved motorcycles so so motorcycles started to really creep into our scene and you know eventually we started servicing them on a smaller scale and uh we, we kept growing. And then uh, in 2008, I was fortunate to uh, uh, find a location where we're at now in Silver Lake, which is probably a mile west of uh, where we originated. And, um, you know, 2008, now we're at uh, 2018. We're pretty going into our 10th year in this location. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's really awesome to uh, just be part of this community. You know, when we see bikes go by, I mean, you know, half the time it's bikes that we've touched over the years or people we've known. So we, we really feel uh, uh, a very good bond with uh, our, our clients and our community and, and the people that uh, come out and hang out at the shop. Yeah, that was uh, my next question was going to be like the presence in the community because I know 
we've talked to, to Lucky Wheels and Moto Chop Shop and, and mm-hmm. a couple of the other shops here in LA. And of course, they're always doing events and rides or ride froms, mm-hmm. ride twos, you know, meet up. It's, they're, whether or not you're going to get your bike serviced here, just to stop in and hang out mm-hmm. and, and be a meeting point is, has become like a big thing for some of the shops. Uh-huh. So in this community and in the general biking community in LA, um, what is your guys, what would you say your presence is? And do you guys do rides and stuff like that? Like, do you, you know, do activities um, here? Like, you know, we've, we've been the annual like uh, meet spot for like uh, mods and rock uh, yeah. rockers ride out. And then um, we, we were known for our big parties over the years. Uh, but, you know, just as a, a growing business, you know, we've, we've gone through, you know, a few years of reorganizing and just kind of like focusing on our service and, and, and what we do here. Uh, we still want to do the parties. We, we've got some planned for, uh, you know, spring, summer coming up and, and winding back into it. But I think uh, it served us well to take the time off to, uh, to build the business, to, to, you know, better ourselves, to serve, you know, do what we do good. And now we, you know, we can kind of stretch our wings a little bit and kind of invite the community back in to kind of hang out with us again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's part of the give a shift thing was like the dealer experience is going away. And it's places like this where people get that. They want to come hang out and check out bikes. They don't want to get uh, a line of 20 new bikes and have some guy sure. weaseling over their shoulder like, can I sell you this? Can I sell you this? Because right. my, you know, check's depending on it. Sure. So this is, uh, to me, this is a pretty awesome venue mm-hmm. for just even to come look at some of the shit that's yeah. here, just to be inspired. There's some mm-hmm. bikes behind me actually on the lifts that are pretty rad. You know, mm-hmm. like you can't tell the years per se, and you can't tell maybe what they started as, yeah. but they're they're pretty awesome. I mean, that that's a good example of just the randomness that comes through here, and, yeah. and it keeps everybody that works here at the shop or comes and visits uh, interested. It's it's always random. It's not like your your chopper shop that everything's a chopper, or you know, you'll see like on the lift now we have a. A recently uh, um, custom, uh, what, 2017? 2017 XL 1200. Yeah, yeah, and then right next to it, there's a Suzuki DRZ 400 Supermoto. <laughs> and the ne- lift next to it, there's a 76, 78 Goldwing GL 1100. And the lift next to it is a CB uh, fi- uh, 750 uh, uh, custom Cafe Racer. Yeah. So, you know... Dude, Wiggins is missing out. He would have flipped his wig over this Goldwing behind Oh, really? Yeah, he, awesome. He's a Goldwing fan. Nice. Yeah. As far as, like, rider, as far as that shop experience and, like, a new rider resource, do people come here for their first bike or to ask you guys questions? You know, thank you for asking. That's kind of, like, uh, something I wanted to point out. Like, I think we try to present ourselves very uh, friendly, open. There's a very artistic vibe here. So I think a lot of new riders uh, feel a little more comfortable coming here and asking, you know, very, um, you know, yeah, very general questions where other shops, you know, you'd be frowned on, you know, and, uh, you know, we try to uh, kind of vibe it out. A lot of times the guy will come in here and want a sport bike for the first bike. And, you know, we'll explain to him the pros and cons and we'll give him advice and stuff. And like I, you know, I explained to the people that work here, you know, we don't necessarily have to sell everybody something, you know, and what we can do is, you know, we can give good advice and sometimes good advice turns into a future business or not, you know, but, you know, keeps people, you know, alive and on the road and um, just knowledgeable, you know, right. about what they have. That's one thing that's hard to get, even for myself, who, you know, is a writer and is a customer. Uh, when I go into, uh, you know, say, let's say sales dealerships, per se, I, you don't feel like they're there to, to talk to you and give you advice. You feel like they're there to 
take your order at a restaurant. Like, what sure. part do you need? What part, you know, how can I get your mm -hmm. part to you? I mean, they're trying to be conveniencing to you, but at the same time, you standing around isn't making them money. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, there's that weird, like, dichotomy where sometimes I feel like they might want to be friendly, but it's just not happening at the dealer level. And I feel like places like this, that you walk in here and it's not a dealership. There's like all sorts of crazy shit that you would never see at a dealership, mm -hmm. you know? Um, like you were saying, the, the whole artistic and like laid back kind of moto culture is sure. kind of what you feel here. But when you don't always feel culture, the motor culture or lifestyle when you walk into a dealership, yeah, it feels very sterile. Yeah, so. I've, I've learned there's uh, there's customers and there's clients, and clients are the ones that keep coming back. Yeah, clients are the ones that you ask, you know, how how was your son's birthday party? Clients are the ones that you know you 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 get to know them over the years. You 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 know it becomes a family. And you know, in the in the sense of motorcycling, I think where a lot of shops kind of fail is that um, they don't build clientele, and you know, they they want to hit that one hit, make that money, yeah. create a bad relationship, and people leave. <laughs> yeah. You know, and sometimes you can't avoid those relationships, bad relationships, because yeah. it's just human nature. Yeah. But um, I think the the most important thing is to win clients for a lifetime. Yeah. Because uh, you know, we feel like we're almost like therapists here. Yeah. You know, they come to us for. You know these these vehicles get them to work and make them feel happy and and you know so when they break, you know we have to talk to them as if you know, you know we're we're giving them therapy. Yeah. You know in a sense. Yeah, and you know in L. A. we need to ride and it is two wheel therapy. I feel yesterday it felt like it was going to rain. I didn't ride down last night a because I wanted to pace traffic because I knew I'd be driving tonight, but b. It felt like it was going to rain. And then today it was like 90 degrees. And I was like, man, what yeah. a great day to ride. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. you know, definitely we, we ride a lot more, I think, than a, than a lot of other places sure. uh, in the States. If you're in the L.A. area and you just want to stop by, you know, what's what's the address here? 30? It's uh, 3300 West Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Don't go to East Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they call it West because yeah. it's actually the, the furthest east <laughs> of Sunset, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're in the LA area and you just want to come by and check it out, like you'll just be amazed. You guys are doing some really cool stuff. You guys have been doing a lot lately with tires and uh, cylinders and stuff. You've been making like planners out of them. Right. Like you guys have been doing a lot of cool stuff that isn't necessarily like popping wheelies and being like all Instagram cool. You know what I mean? There's like a whole another side that's just so chill that I really and I've kind of always liked that because even when you're at your other lo other location, I felt like you could just always cruise in. You guys are open to like I want to say I, I would drive by at like ten o'clock and you guys would be there and it was yeah. cool to just kind of drop in and announce. Yeah, you yeah know we're actually saying? probably working on uh, personal projects and stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's just for the love of what but we do. people would stop and say, oh, hey, what was this? Oh, sure. no, I don't have that. Okay, and then talk to you for a little bit mm -hmm. and not be like, dude, I'm trying to do this. Can you? Yeah. you know? So even way back then, like, it was, it seemed like just such a cool, cool thing for um, new riders even to sure. stop by. Um, moving on, man, this is, uh, I hope you guys are prepared for this. What um, what current projects? You guys got, you guys, you said you're working on some parties possibly in yeah, the near future. Um, yeah, we've got a, uh, We've got a couple of things coming up. I mean, it's still in the works. Secret um, shit. Secret yeah, squirrel yeah, shit. Yeah, secret screws <laughs> happening. Uh, secret things. But, um, yeah, we, we'll probably announce it on our Instagram page at Atlantis Motor Garage. Um, but, yeah, we've got that. And, like, project builds. Uh, we've got a little uh, build coming on. That little Bozozoku. Oh. <laughs> Styly. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, we just want to do something kind of left field, uh, you know, just do something different. Yeah. So uh, to be, uh, you know, it'll be announced pretty soon. But uh, yeah, right. we're working on that right now. Yeah, Cadillac Pat 
is a guy that I met up at Newcomb's that has pretty bitch and bozy, but you don't yeah, see that many around. You all. don't see that many around. So let's let's scoot over here to Daniel and Rock, uh, Sebastian, not Rockstar, Sebastian. Oh, <laughs> and uh, how long you guys been been with uh, Atlantis? I've been here since uh, fall of 2015, so two years. Two years. Two plus. Yeah, I've been here for a year, actually. Yeah. Feels like, a feels like a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, they've definitely been enjoying it. You guys, it's because you guys, they work you guys so hard. You guys feel like you've been a long time in it. Uh, you guys got any current project? You guys, you guys work. I mean, you guys, you guys are the mechanics of the joint, right? John sits around and draws pictures all day while you guys. Uh, right, exactly. No, he's not. Dino's not allowed to touch bike. And yes, I am. I am allowed. I break more than I fix, but Sebastian can take care of that. Yeah. yeah. Now, we actually, right now, we're working on a Ducati, I think, 07 Monster 695, and we're doing, you know, custom muffler and exhaust, custom headlight, and the customer provided the custom tank. Dude, it's, it's bitchy. I got to say. Yeah, it's pretty. You think you could roast it? You can't roast it. Nah, it's <laughs> cool. And then we have a. Brand new, what is it, DRZ yeah. 400? Brand new to us. Yeah, we have a, yeah. yeah, we got it yesterday for some, <laughs> some somebody it, gave it to us. It walked in the door. Yeah, it walked in the door. It homeless in. got it to us. So that was a weird <laughs> Did you say the homeless got it the to you? The homeless it's a strange <laughs> to us. <laughs> no, no, we've, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've got some, a lot of uh, yeah, interesting things. I, I want to uh, cover that toward the end here. All right, so. fair enough. <laughs> we'll come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the main project. And then the Bozozoku, it's uh, I guess somebody tried to do a cafe racer with it that started drilling everywhere. And, and the only way to go now is Bozozoku. Yeah, pretty much. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's where on the plan. <laughs> it's actually a drag bike from Michigan. That was the, that really? was the story. I Original, heard. yeah. With a Michigan plate. Well, I doubt it ever left the fucking garage when they finished it they didn't finish it actually <laughs> anyway we got it running and we're gonna do some welding and nice. you know exhaust rad yeah. future plans you guys got any future plans you guys gonna throw some parties I'm gonna get out of that place as soon as I can yeah man that's what <laughs> yeah we're trying to organize something with a, a, a motorcycle club that we're we work on a couple of the guys bikes and uh, we did a holiday last year 2017 like toy drive oh yeah you know donated toys and then we threw a party around that so we're gonna have those guys come back in uh that's the weirdos and they're a bunch of really nice guys yeah. just can't be ironically them. none of them weird yeah, yeah they're they're all you'd be they're all very oh, unique. You'd be surprised. <laughs> shout out to the weirdos for sure uh, but we're gonna try to do a springtime you know mixer or whatever get a dj in have everybody show up kind of it's you know it's just a community building. It's kind of like our open house a little bit. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah. a spring cleaning is over. Let's let's get filthy. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that hopefully that actually takes off because we we get tired around you know Saturday at four p.m. and people are exhausted and want to go home. So yeah, definitely save up your energy in the week. I know. I'm sorry that I got. I, all I had to do was beat the pizza guy tonight. Which here. you did. Which I, you I did. did. I did. And traffic was so shitty. I was so afraid of. It was a very slow pizza guy, though. Yeah, it would have been uh, yeah, worse if the that, pizza was late. Yeah. That dude was not in a rush. If you he, didn't he show didn't, up and the pizza did, we would be fine. He didn't even care about the tip. He was like, I guess you could, have, you could tip me. I was like, all right, sure, bro. So my last question, I don't know if I texted you. I, I, I wanted to keep this a little 
little uh, improv, but I think I might have accidentally spilled the beans on this. What the hell is this crazy... You guys yesterday described it to me as the vortex. Can you give me like a crazy <laughs> fact about Atlantis? What the hell? Like a homeless guy walking in a DRZ four hundred. You know, I, I, you know I, we were trying to find the source of this, but there's a lot of really strange parallels that happen here, and uh, I, I started noticing it probably you know, shit, like maybe three years ago, but they they've happened so common that everybody now are noticing from different uh, references. And I, like, for example, we get one guy that calls in, I mean, we get different types of bikes all the time, but some bikes we don't see often. Like, for example, a KZ900, I think it was a 76 Kawasaki. One customer calls in, you know, wants to do a restoration job, big job, you know, talk, asking a lot of questions. And we're like, cool, we can do it, you know. And, you know, we hang up the phone. Ten minutes later, we get a phone call, and the guy's like, uh, about a KZ 976, and he wants to paint it. And then, so we're like, we're thinking it's the same guy saying, you know, answering his questions. And when I look at the phone, you know, caller ID, they're two different people <laughs> that called about the same bike that pretty much ended up doing a full, you know, you know, resto or, you know, pretty evolved work randomly. So it's kind of like... You know, it went from zero to like two of the same bikes within like five or ten minutes of each other phone call coming in, which, and which happened every month. Like we get a bike and then we get yeah. the same exact one with same the same color, program with yeah. the same project. We had, what was that? RD four hundred at one time. It was like a CRF two fifty. Like last two week. of them back to back. The guy who bought a CRF two fifty from us uh, brought us another one. Nineteen what two thousand four? Yeah. It so happened I had another one that brought to the shop to service. It was a, almost like if nobody said anything, I would have thought it was the same bike. Yeah, and it was just a lot of these strange things that are like, if you kind of pay focus to it, you'll you'll just like, whoa, that happened, this happened. It's just so random and I don't know. It's, it's just like kind that of, old like you say you say red car and, and then, then you start, start seeing, seeing red cars. It's not yeah. like that. It's no. like paranormal. Yeah. It's yeah. like weird. It's yeah, bizarre. it's weird. Yeah, like we'll say someone's name that we haven't seen in a while. Boom, that guy will call. Damn it, we'll look at each other and be like. <laughs> like literally yeah. it gets deep so it's really funny. like if i see a dude i'm looking at the front gate if i see a homeless dude pushing up a drz it won't be no thing you'll be like yeah okay like it's like we were expecting yeah. you yeah i literally okay, it was like to tell that story dan you want to rip on uh, that story yeah we'll get into it but yeah okay. definitely yeah so this is a crazy i mean if you come down here there are some pretty choice street graffiti like there's all sorts of crazy shit around here just walking up and down the street i've walked up to this, down the street a few hundred times mm-hmm. you just always see some crazy shit so i think the the vortex is strong here it's like the um, bermuda triangle or whatever yeah right? i think that's you know? something like that yeah yeah i, I, I call it the lost or... city for obvious reasons but you know <laughs> yeah but yeah, just for motorcycling, it just yeah. Uh, yeah. just happens to be rad. So listen, <clears throat> speaking, if you want to come to the Vortex, if you want to get down and uh, <laughs> check it out. the Vortex. Yeah, check it out for yourself. Get some Vore. Where, where are you? Like we said, you're 3300 Sunset, uh, sunset West Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the area is called Silver Lake. We're in between Los Feliz, which is up by Vermont, and uh, I think Hollywood Boulevard that turns yep. to. And uh, the next biggest... Cross Street uh, probably would be what Alvarado. Yeah, Alvarado. No. Yeah. Sunset. I mean, just talking like the big main. Yeah, we're in between Hollywood yeah. and Echo Park. There yeah, you yeah, go. yeah. Just use that. your phone. You'll find it. Use your phone. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Do what all the people do nowadays. Yeah. Look at your phone. 
Back when I was a young kid, you felt... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take out the map. You'll find us. Yellow pages. Yeah, yeah they, they had yellow pages. I used to hit my brother with it all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out. Check him out on Instagram, Atlantis Motor Garage, I want to say, is you guys' yeah. Instagram. Yes. And on the web... AtlantisMotorCo.com. No, no. AtlantisMotorCo.com. Um, you know, our website's developing right now, so our best reference would be uh, uh, the Instagram page. Yeah. It's like a teenager. It's still in That's gross. the most yeah. information you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rad. All righty. Well, hey, thank you so much for hosting us tonight, and we're going to be back. We're going to – I, I want to come back and, and riff on, you know, some of the crazy stuff that happens down here just because I know. I, we, we've seen – 50 bikes just since we've been recording for the last half an hour cruising up and around behind us so this is a good motorcycling hub so yeah check them out if you're in if you're in silver lake area you know if you're hanging out at the reservoir or whatever the hell they call that place or you're at the red yeah you're at at the red lion or whatever at the weed dispensary (laughs) (laughs) come and see us after you leave get some cheap furniture next door whatever you're doing stop by it's not cheap oh shit you're kidding me (laughs) no by the dudes that were standing out front yesterday, I would have guessed it was cheap furniture. It's a silver like buddy. Those are oh, delivery guys. Damn. That was oh, like a $300,000 uh, Mercedes parked <laughs> at night just on the sidewalk <laughs> when I came back from the restaurant and, and knew what the rims were all scuffed. Like Shit. novice, but yeah, I'm just right talking. On. We've got them all here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's how people drive. My my, my buddy uh, that used to live up the hill, his the front and back bumper of his car was just like totally scuffed. I was like, "This is a brand new car, mm-hmm. dude. What's up?" And he's like, "Well, because you know parking and so like oh. when you back up, you just like hit somebody, yeah, and then you pull forward so you bump oh, I saw them. That yesterday. Oh, poor little you know, buddy. Yeah. Here and I looked at, it, I was just like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's how people bike around here. Same goes for motorcycles. It's not. It's not the value <laughs> that's based on the skills. You yeah, don't need to be the best rider to buy the the biggest baddest bike. Right, yeah. right. Is there? Uh, no, there's not. Well, cars are parking for you nowadays, so you don't have to worry. There you yeah, they go. call says, those curb feelers when the, you bump into the curb. You know, yeah. There. yeah. The the kids that are listening to this are a little now aren't even going to have to worry about this shit when they get older. Yeah. <laughs> like parking. What was that? All right, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the action so far. We're going to take a quick break. We'll get back with Atlantis and the whole crew assembled. I hope you're uh, enjoying Diggs standing in for wigs. And I wanted to make a quick, quick announcement here. We've had some news pop up recently. You may remember me talking about Daily Bikers, you know, throughout ever since episode, I don't know, uh, let's say 27 when Dan came on. I think that was number 27. And um, I just wanted to mention, Dan has supported us over the last couple years. Dan's a phenomenal artist, a great motorcyclist uh, down under in Australia. And Dan is closing up shop. This year for Souls to Slam, I've gone ahead and ordered like $100 worth of Daily Biker merch. And it's actually on its way here to the States. And if you could... Go give Dan. Everything's like 25% off right now if you go to the Daily Biker store. So check them out on Etsy, Daily Bikers. And just check out dailybikers.com. And uh, stay tuned for his Twitter feed. I mean, he's still still active, but he's just not doing the same stuff he was before. So sad to announce Daily Bikers going out of biz. All right, let's get back to the action with Atlantis. Jumping along here, we are uh, hosting us tonight at Atlantis um, is Diggs. Thanks for coming down, Diggs from Diggs and Ghost. What's going on, everybody, man? I'm just glad to be here. Yeah. What's up, man? 
You're much quieter tonight without ghosts, man. Don't, man. You know, I thought you'd be hogging the mic. No, it's you know, last time we may have had a few beverages. You gave him some pizza. He's tired. Oh, yeah. You know, today we didn't have as many beverages. I got you turkey pizza, damn it. That turkey, that like tryptophan's working. I'm kind of taking it in. Honestly, I roofied that shit too. <laughs> no, this, this is a dope space. Honestly, I, I've been staring at this this blue Harley on the lift. Yeah. Trying to figure out how I can sneak back and borrow it or something. Yeah, or, it is. Tight. <laughs> something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this is definitely a cool space and. Um, just for reference, I'm building a SV650 with knobbies on it, and I'll be bringing it back just for pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Dope here. Bring that. Sounds uh, great. Sounds <laughs> cool. be all over. Yeah. yeah, we'll fix it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I only plan on crashing like once a month, so it's yeah. not right. going to be too much work. That's how much I crash. It's fun. Let you know you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> so, you brought along a guest tonight, um, Guillermo, he, the, the other rock star in the room. <laughs> So, yeah, let's get Guillermo over here. So, Guillermo, where are you coming from? What, uh, who are you with tonight? Who am I with? Yeah. With, what, what company are you with? Oh, with Jordan. No, I'm with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we started like a rider share, which is kind of like an Airbnb, but for motorcycle rentals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, my friend who runs, I'm calling you my friend, Liza, who runs the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast up in Santa Cruz, just talked to the founder of Twisted Road. And this is like a new concept in the motorcycling world. We saw it, we should have seen it coming with Uber. Everyone's like, when is there going to be an Uber for motorcyclists, <laughs> you know? And I think they actually have that in other countries where a dude will pick you up. And like in India, he'll pick up seven people <laughs> and cruise them around. That's a lot of nuts to butts. Yeah, <laughs> not, a lot of nuts to butts on, on, on 125s in, in, in some places. But I, we kind of could have seen this coming just because of the fact that a lot of people nowadays are debt. They're strapped with debt. Or they don't want to take on ownership role, and how everybody pays like a subscription Netflix phone, you know, like it's, that's how we live nowadays, and that's how the people growing up right now are living, and so it made sense. This really makes sense. So the twisted throttle thing we've heard all about, and you know they they did a really good interview with their guy, but yours is specific to LA, right? I mean, you're here, you're right here in Santa Monica. Well, we, we started in L.A., but we're, we're now a little nationwide. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I meant by... <laughs> so I, I do want to call out some things. I, I met Guillermo. Um, we we, you know, we kind of clicked right away. Um, and some of the stuff that really that, you know, really drew me to his platform was some of the features that are enabled that we don't see everywhere else. One of which is no one here would rent their bike out to a stranger, most likely, like right off the top of your head. Yeah. But even a shitty bike. Well, like, ri- well, and RiderShare has insurance though, and that's right. normally the biggest reason. So that that's something that you know he you know hangs his hat on is the fact that your bike is safe and protected. Um, also, the fact that it's uh, how many years is it in history? Driving history. Oh yeah, we we look at the three year driving history, and we you know we have connections to a DMV, and if they have a DUI or major speeding tickets or any major violations, we do not allow them on the platform, right? Wow, yes. this is just like CSI where they're like. <laughs> that guy's info and then like they magically that's honestly the the big differentiating factor here because obviously we know there's lots of you know companies that are going to step into the space um but insurance is the name of the game um and you know the other other companies may right now you you can rent the bike but you have to provide your own insurance which is a huge detriment for the people who you mentioned you know maybe strapped for cash and have to sell their motorcycle why would they carry motorcycle insurance on air um you know so something along those lines this is something that where you can you can potentially you know test drive your next bike you know, you have experience, you just sold a bike, you want to test drive the next one, you're not going to have insurance during this gap, but you can test drive the bike, really get a feel for it. Um, but also, you know, more as far as, as far as tourism goes, um, you know, if I have insurance in LA, who says that my insurance will cover me in New York if I go ride, right. rent a bike there? You know, they may be like, 
hell no, to hell with that. Yeah. So I think that's that's definitely what clicked in me. Um, and then just some of the features, man. Like, you know, Guillermo rides, and he has a beautiful Ducati monster. Um, you know, and that in itself says values, you know. Good it's not he, as artistic. You good know, thing he have doesn't have paint. a hypermotor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not as... But, you know, it, it sounds good, and... Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely fired up with what, what he's got going on. Right. So <clears throat> to back up a little bit, what made you want to start Rideshare if, there, if there's already a couple other companies out there like it? So back when I started it, uh, we, we were the only ones doing this. And at the time, I was really, really broke, and I didn't have a motorcycle. I tried to rent one, and uh, I went to a shop, and it was like $150 for a Sportster for one day. And then on top of that, you have to pay $50 for insurance, so it ended up being $200 a day. You know, at that point, you might as well, you know, buy a bike and make a monthly payment, there right? There you go, right. And, uh, and on top of that, you know, they have, you would show up and they didn't have bikes, even though you already paid for it. Oh, and by the way, no refunds. It was, mm. So it's like, yeah, there's got to be a better way to do this, right? Yeah. And with, with motorcycles, you know, people ride a lot during the summer, not so much during the winter. So motorcycle rental shops have to pay all this overhead during the winter, it's it just doesn't make sense to you know for them to keep a lot of inventory and, and big the business model that we're doing gets rid of the brick and mortar so it you know it's a lot less expensive and and as a result our prices are typically 50 to 70 percent lower than a traditional motorcycle rental shop yeah there was another podcaster that came out here over last summer and he rented a bike and he was limited to what they had he had to call ahead and say hey do you have that and put a deposit if he wanted that to still be there when his flight got you know what i'm saying so that problem is a real real deal and i never thought of that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to invest in one of every single bike because if you if you're like a cruiser area where just like a lot of people like to rent harleys or something it's not going to make sense for you to keep sport bikes or if you live by twisties and not a lot of Harley dudes are going to come through there and it would not make sense for you to keep those. So, yeah. So this is like a way to co-op selection, actually, and make like a better selection for people that want to come out and rent. You made a really good point, too, for tourism. Yeah, what the hell if you don't have a bike? Like, hey, hey, AAA, can I pay for a motorcycle that I don't got? You know, can I put it? And, you know, one of the key things that I think you touched on a little bit is rental places carry stock bikes. Oh, yeah, Um, that too. You know, it, it's a lot cooler when you go and ride a share and you see full custom dressed Harleys, custom paint, custom stereo, custom pipes. I mean, like, right. you know, if you're going to a bike week or a bike rally, you, you don't want to pull up on the stock Sportster 1200. Like, right. Also, we, yeah, I was going to say, too, that makes a lot of sense. And, and you, also that, but you're going to take almost like better care than if you go rent go to Hertz and rent yeah. a Prius. How many rental cars have we jumped hands in the air? Hands in the air. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And, you know, on this side, too, you meet the owner. So you get to hear, you know, every bike has a story. And that's something that yeah. I'm a huge fan. So, you know, the same way we talk about all these bikes in here, the only person, like, that's the story that comes with your motorcycle, to me, is what stood out. You know, yeah. I think if I, I have my uh, street triple listed, um, you can tell the story about, you know, how we got it and how, you know, an X-Racer had it and put all these good, you know, go-fast parts. It's got different exhaust. You know, I, I don't want to say that you know stock bikes are muted but who realistically everyone's seen the new jicks are 1000 that the muffler on that thing is the size of my body yeah like you know it'd be much better to first rent thing one. it comes off yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but you you know and again i don't think i've ever seen somebody have a bike with stock exhaust on it for more than three minutes so yeah you know yeah. It, it, so. <laughs> ironically that's the part that they put the most development into for emissions, <laughs> for emissions. <laughs> that's how long it takes <laughs> to open the toolbox <laughs> the first thing to come off yeah so i mean things like that are what you know stand out as well as you know getting different levers you can look for bikes with that and a lot of people on rider share are huge about listing because we love talking about bikes. I know. Oh yeah. I spent a half hour just writing the description for my bike and then deleting it and doing it again. Like, wait, no, I need to add this part. This part is make sure people know that it has this full exhaust on yeah. it. That's really great. Well, you go to a 
rental place, they're not going to know what cool ride you went on. You go to some dude's house and he's like, well, on this bike that you're renting for me, I, you know, I've been here and here and here. Right. So, um, if, if I wanted to rent or, or actually first, if I wanted to list a bike, what are the requirements to list it on the site? What, are, what do I need to do to put my bike on there and have it approved? So right now we require you to have uh, the motorcycle needs to be properly registered and, and and at least have minimum insurance and er, basically it needs to be street legal and also properly maintained, well maintained, right? Because you, you we don't want people to be stranded on the road and you just upload a few pictures, the license plate and we look we'll use that inform, information the, the license plate to look up the bike's history and then uh, pull some CSI. But yeah, but bike. on your on your end it's very easy, right? Yeah, you yeah. can have them come to Atlantis to have the bikes inspected to get certified. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So the bikes have good brakes. <laughs> yeah, you know, chains adjusted correctly, functioning and, right. Uh, uh, you know, and just, that's and, true. Once we grow, yeah, yeah. Not if Daniel it, touched plug, them right. though, right? Well, no, in, so, that, uh, in that Sebastian, uh, in that collaborative <laughs> effort, um, no Guillermo left some business cards in that collaborative effort for people who do drop their bike off, <laughs> and they will be here for a long time. Yeah. You can rent a bike via rideshare, and that way yeah. you're not stranded a taking a lift. Yeah. 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 Can I say a bad word on the radio? Oh, ah. fuck no. None of that shit. All, all right, Grandpa, go for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking eagle rider. That's where I send people right now because I have no other choice yeah. when hundreds, not, I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of we people have asked me, can I rent a bike? And I say, no, or Here's the bike is can. broken and yeah. they need a motorcycle tomorrow. I didn't want to mention them because I know there's other ones, but I mean, that was the big one. You, when you mentioned earlier, that was the big one that comes to mind. That's the that, dirtiest uh, word I know. Eagle Rider? That was your bad word. Hey, baby. It's our anniversary. Can we do a little Eagle Rider tonight, if you know what I mean? (laughs) You can bleep it out later, motherfucker. Yeah, I'll I'll bleep out. I'll bleep out. They'll probably sue me after this. One other cool feature, again, just not to harp on it, but um, is that you can you contact the owner. So once you submit for your rental and you hit the rent button, you get contact information shared. And again, with Eagle Rider, the information that they have is just, hey, it's our bike. We maintain it. Yeah. You know, you can't talk to the previous riders, but you know, if you come to rent, you know, my street triple, if you'd like, in LA. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I like that bike. It's beautiful. If if you rent that bike, I'm able to, you know, tell you, oh yeah, I had it here, here, and here. He can pay to upgrade his SV650 to Nobbies. Exactly. You guys will help. Is that where the money goes? (laughs) Is there... (laughs) These bars on for you. Look, they ride better. Is there a... I took the brake rotor off for you. Like a minimum year? Can I do vintage bikes? Can I do futuristic bikes that don't even exist yet? Like, (laughs) is there a year range or is there like just a safety cutoff that you guys look for? So, because motorcycles are a lot easier to maintain than cars, we currently do not have a, a cutoff here. However, uh, our drop-down menu only uh, allows motorcycles a year to thousand or, or newer, simply because there's just too many to, to right. put in there, you know? So right. my 99 Beamer is out, unless we're friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a 1902 uh, Swan that I'd like to list on there. If you guys if you can make the drop down go down far enough. What are they going to do? Drive it down to their mailbox and back? <laughs> yeah, it only goes ten miles an hour. Um, so, any mileage too? I mean, if you're not if you're not restricting years, I'm assuming like if the guy is an avid rider or the woman who's who's renting it out to avid rider, it's going to have a lot of mileage. So as long as the the mileage is ir- irrelevant, as long as it's properly maintained by Atlantis <laughs> Motor Garage. You're right. So most motorcycles do not have a lot of mileage, yeah. right? The average motorcycle rider puts on 3,000 miles per year compared to 12,000 for cars. Yeah. 
And, th- and that 3000 is skewed by those guys that go on, you know, yeah. iron butts and whatnot, yeah. right? And you still can't convince people to buy electric, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You can rent a zero motorcycle and rider share, though, if you'd like. It's you up can. There to That's try true. it. Nice. nice. So, if you want to try next, it out and that was the next question I had. see if you can have range anxiety. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, if I'm the rider, um, what do I, if I want to rent a bike, and like we said, maybe I sold my bike, maybe I don't have a bike, so maybe I don't have insurance, but I have an endorsement on my license. Let's just, let's assume you have to have an endorsement, because... You have to have a motorcycle license. Yeah, you're not, you're not riding endorsement. if you don't have an endorsement anyway, so... And it has uh, to be a United States valid license. We, we also take foreign licenses. Yes! Okay, yeah. cool. All my bros from Canada, come visit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's say, let's say... I'm obviously not a new rider because I'm probably still on, I, you know, I don't want to, if I'm a new rider, I, I don't want to <laughs> take a chance. But let's yeah, say uh, I have my motorcycle thank endorsement, you. but I don't have a motorcycle. Can I rent from you guys? If you have a motorcycle endorsement, yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, we, we, you have the option to buy protection from us for $29 per day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so... If I am a motorcyclist and I have a motorcycle and I just happen to be like visiting somewhere and I already have my own insurance, can I use that or is it provided everything through you? Like whether I have insurance or not, it's provided through you guys. Uh, you can waive the the option of buying protection. However, we strongly recommend you not to because most insurance policies, for, it's not like car like like car rentals where your personal policy will cover a, a rental. Yeah. With motorcycles, usually that's not the case. Like you, it, you, you have to read it. Like I know the main brands like Geico, Progressive, do not cover motorcycle yeah. rentals. Yeah. It, it, trust him what he says on insurance because that's like 90% of his time. For yeah, I'm sure. I spent two years trying to figure out the insurance part. Like I would have started, you know, in 2013, but, uh, but the guys doing RV sharing fucked up. They had a lot of claims, so... People were afraid of doing motorcycles. So yeah. I've, but I've been on it for years and years until I could convince a company to like get yeah. behind it. And it actually, yeah. like, like theoretically, if you think, it'd be something, you know, obviously it's nothing that, you know, we speak about now. But, I mean, you can imagine in the future, like, it's car companies now are doing, like, subscription models where you can yeah. subscribe different cars. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could imagine if you, theoretically, for the same similar type of budget, you could rent a different bike every weekend for the same price of, like, you know, month payment on bikes. So you could take out sure. one weekend. I'm going to the canyons. I want an R1 or R6. Then the next weekend, me and my lady want to drive down PCH, so I'm going to get a street glide. Yeah. Um, so instead of having to you know, try to fund all those bikes as much as we all want 45 bikes in our garage, um, I, I, like, it's definitely cool to be able to do that. And then from a completely different standpoint, you can really do a real test. Because everyone knows you go to a demo day, you ride the bike for two miles behind a control rider, and you get to feel what first gear and the clutch is like. Yeah. You know, but if you get to take a bike three, four days, it's going to let you know immediately if you actually want to buy this bike or not. Yeah. I feel how it feels to crash it. That was my next question. Let's say I put my bike on there and someone wads it up or goes off a cliff or something like oh, that. Yeah. What happens then? So... Owners never have to pay a dime if that happens, right? Um, we would build uh, the renter for a deductible, or if, if they waive the protection plan, then we would build an entire motorcycle. But uh, either way, uh, even if the renter doesn't have the ability to pay for, that, for a damage, we would step in and pay for that amount just to protect our owners, right? Because that's the only way we would stay in business. We need motorcycle owners to, to be financially sound, yeah. right? Or else. So you say for $10 a day, I can crash a bike every day for a week with you <laughs> and not pay anything? You, you see, if sure. you crash a bike, 
then you wouldn't be able to pass our background check the second time. Okay, so they, fine. <laughs> so crash one bike and get my friend to crash another one. <laughs> He's just mad because he loaned his bike to his buddy and cra- he crashed it, but... It didn't crash it. it he didn't give it anything. He dropped it like a dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> We've all had that friend. Yeah, That's I know, personal but I don't think my friend was that friend. <laughs> That's the difference. Everyone else has that friend. We don't have that friend. <laughs> exactly. You're I, the only guy. I was that friend, you guys. <laughs> I, have, I have a question before we switch topics. I just want to know, it's kind of, kind of a nerdy question, but what, what level did, like... Uber or ride-sharing cars inspire this or make you dedicated to pursuing this? Thank you, Daniel. I feel like that's a huge... You are now a co-host of Creative Writing. (laughs) Thank you very much, Larry. See you next week. (laughs) So actually, uh, we're inspired by a company called Turo, not really Uber or... Yeah, I've used Turo. Oh, you use them? Yeah, Yeah, so we basically, uh, I called them, I, I, I tried to get them to use motorcycles. They wouldn't do it. Yeah, so, too much risk or whatever. So I like fuck, fuck, too I'll broad. do it myself. Huh? They heard about me crushing the bike every down. week. And, the, and <laughs> honestly, one, one other thing too, I think is a cool again, a just cool segue. Something that people don't foresee is when we look, you know, in the tech. I mean, I'm really big in tech. You look in the tech. What Amazon and eBay did for people to have personal retail stores online without the overhead of correct, like website, Etsy and all that. Yeah. Say, you know, the same Etsy exactly the same thing. People now have four or five different cars. They're running on Turo. You can look up Turo on LinkedIn and see people have five cars just purely to make money off of. Exactly. And, and the you same didn't have thing, to drive. It, like Uber, exactly. which is you, you can a just win-win. have them sitting here, nice cars that people right. buy an Aston Martin to rent it out and make money on it. So theoretically, like, it's turned it into an investment. It turned it into an investment, which is yeah. the same thing theoretically here. So now, for people who do want multiple bikes, knowing I'm not going to ride one every day, like this isn't an everyday bike. If I, you know, say I want an R1, but I, you know, I ride my Sportster every single day. Right. Um, the R1 you can run out during the week and just keep it keep it home for Saturday and Sunday for you get the track days and everything like that. This is John's uh, incentive to fix his DRZ really well and then just keep it because <laughs> it'll pay for itself in what <laughs> one day <laughs> yeah. it's an eye opener for other opportunities <laughs> yeah yeah go go for it so I'm actually going to Japan next week and the first thing I did was look into renting motorcycles nice. and it's just way out of my budget and I found you can rent some Mario Kart bikes and <laughs> dress up as a Mario Kart rider but I don't think I'm going to do that but how, I mean, I would love to go to Japan and dress up as a little schoolgirl and jump on a Buzzazuko bike. How, are you looking to expand internationally or is that something in the future? Yes, eventually. And most definitely because even today, 25% of people renting motorcycles from us are foreigners. Like a lot of Europeans, they love Route 66. And uh, so it makes a lot of sense for us to expand into Japan and Europe, Australia, because as we grow our, you know, our brand there, then it helps grow demand here in the U.S. So, yeah, we, we definitely want to. But right now, you know, we, we still have a lot of room for growth in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, you know, the U.S. is like all freeways and like a lot of bike owners. So um, do you have to have a title to rent the bike? Say I just got it and I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not technically the registered owner yet, the finance company is, or... You know, like these people that you guys are talking about are buying them and investing them before they technically own them. You know, I mean, I guess as, as long as somebody gets paid, if it gets in a crash or something, that's all that matters. Yeah, you don't have to be the, the owner as long as, yeah. All right. Exactly perfect. Um, do you have any tips for uh, people that are wanting to list a bike? Like, how, how, do you know, how do you know what price to list it for? How do you know, um, like, what, what stuff is going for in your area? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you know, 
something you can do is just a quick search for motorcycle rentals in your area and compare prices. And obviously try to be a little bit lower, you know, not too low, but just maybe ten, twenty dollars lower than than the stuff around your area. And also compare yourself against motorcycle or listed on riders here near you, right? Like if you see a Ducati Panigale going for ninety nine dollars a day, you know, you're probably not gonna be that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably a little lower yeah. than that, you know. <laughs> What about a DRZ needs work? <laughs> <laughs> Come rent it and take it to a shop. It's only $2 a day. Come on, yeah. take it on. Yeah, what is the minimum? You know, if I just want to rent this to sit on it or something, what's the minimum? The minimum is $50 per day. 50 Yeah. That's good. That's pretty good. Um, but Because some people might have a bike that they don't think people will, you know, people just want to get around. They don't necessarily want to show off. Um, <laughs> So we already covered what if somebody crashes my bike. The first step is you kick their ass a little bit. The second step <laughs> is you guys kind of help take out. And the, and the insurance will cover, you know, um, you guys will kind of work out the insurance. And, you know, it, it's funny. With any business, like the nerdiest stuff is what takes up your most, most of your time. Because setting up the cool-looking displays or getting the website, that stuff is quick and dirty. It's the finagling and, and fighting with insurance companies yeah. and learning the policies that probably takes the longest. <laughs> so leave it to Guillermo. If somebody does crash your bike, you take care of the ass-kicking part. He'll take care of the insurance part. Um, what if I ride a, a really old, I put piece of crap, but let's just say I ride a, a really dirty shit heap and I want to try and get somebody to, like, it's well-maintained, but it's not a looker and it's not. Yeah, what like, if they try to trick you and, <laughs> you know, they end up with a shitty bike? Well, well, what if I have a shitty bike and I want to rent it out and I know it's shitty? It's well-maintained. But I want the insurance money, so I'm going to try it out. <laughs> I'm not renting yeah. rent to you, dude. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to, you know, review 550 motorcycles, you know, it's, and, and make sure they're all well-maintained, right? Uh, we, we have to trust the owners a lot. Yeah. What, what we do is every time a bike has a problem and, and the renter reports it, we, we remove it, right? And, and we, we, we're keeping track of all that information. We currently do not display it on the side, but we're going to start displaying that kind of information, you know, for people to know that uh, this owner has a history of <coughs> improperly maintained bikes. There and you go. So, like, yeah, the, basically through, through the same way that Uber, you know, they have reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Similarly, but with more, a little bit more in-depth. But yeah, one day we'd love to, like, offer, hey, you list your bike, free inspection on us, right? Yeah. Just to take care of that. But, uh, we're, we're too broke for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd also like to uh, call out um, for people who are concerned right now with listing their bike about riders. Um, you actually have the option. I know Guillermo can talk about it in better detail, but you have the option if somebody shows up like intoxicated, you can cancel that and you still get the full pay because they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Um, so they can't just take it out that way. And you also have the option up until when the when someone comes to rent your bike, your hand, you print out the insurance to give them the rental agreement that you both have as well as a pre-inspection together. So you go through the bike together exactly like you do Turo, where you go through, they look at it, you take or encourage you to take pictures of the parts of your bike. And that way, if it comes back differently, you have proof and then it goes into... If something does happen, there's an arbitration that you now have evidence to Right, that's great. What about if you're in Kentucky where people just drive drunk all the time anyway, where it's kind of normal? Probably don't have many rentals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, neither one, neither party can tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not supposed to talk about that. So there. <laughs> um, and then so what if someone cancels on me? What if I'm listing my bike and someone cancels on me? That's a great point that you can count. If you don't feel safe, you're not obligated to give your just because someone rented it, you're not obligated to say, God dang it, I can't not give you my key. You ha- you know, you can say, you can back off. What if I'm like, woohoo, my bike's all shined up and somebody canceled on me? Is it, is it like a, 
no harm, no foul. Do I get to charge them a fee? Uh, for now, no harm, no foul. In fact, what, what happens a lot is people rent five different motorcycles and whoever responds first gets the booking. So we, we're not going to penalize them for doing that yeah. because a, a lot of times uh, owners uh, decline the request because they're out of town, because their, their bike needs an oil change or multiple reasons. So people, we actually encourage people to book multiple motorcycles and just yeah. stick with the one that says yes. So it, go, it goes both ways. If you're listing your bike, don't get hurt that people cancel on you because you might have something come up where you need to cancel on, on other people. <laughs> Um, and then we already covered, uh, oh yeah, what I'm responsible for, we covered maintenance. We already talked about if you need to be the registered owner. Um, anything else that I haven't covered that, that's, um, I mean, the, the reasoning behind it is great. The fact that you took those steps, like I'm, ins- I'm really inspired that you decided to go out and fix a problem that you saw, even, even in the space, like a lot of people are afraid to start something where there's already companies, but I mean, you, this is a, a lot different than the other ones I've heard. So it's like you kind of identified maybe where their shortfalls are and are kind of honing in on th- that area. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them, you know, the selection's terrible or the insurance thing is probably the biggest thing. I think a lot of people have, a lot of other companies have is the insurance part. I mean, everybody, everybody's afraid to get like you know, have their buddy crash their bike or rent their bike and then crash crash it on purpose. Yeah. You want to? You can borrow Again. my bike just to crash it on purpose if you want. Again, yeah, we do that here at Atlantis, <laughs> but you know, it's not going to happen. Not not for Sebastian's experience, but for that for the idea of that liability in the end. Yeah. The only other question I have is, what about dirt bikes? Because that's the next obvious there question. You go. Oh, everyone asks that. So for now, Dang, you're <laughs> coming over next week to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> for now, we're only doing street legal motorcycles. Uh, with dirt bikes, uh, it's really tricky to, to, to handle. Like, is this normal wear and tear or is this it's damage not, from riding, right? It doesn't have a, exactly. I was yeah. going to say, if you jump it and it's <laughs> just dirty, yeah. Yeah. you jump it and the, you know, the forks are... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So our insurance only applies to three little motorcycles. Right. So we do have dirt bikes plate. and snowmobiles on the side. But if those get into an accident, they won't get covered, you know? Yeah. But, like, yeah. not yet. One day, man. Yeah. <laughs> there are, uh, honestly, if you look in Colorado, well, there's still it's good. It's good to know, though, because that's the, the next thing people ask me. They're like, can I just rent that dirt bike? What's going to happen? I'm like, well, I know what's going to happen, but I don't want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. You're right? going to fall. Like, you're going to yeah. – here, take 18 clutch levers with you because you're going to snap about five of them off. Right. And then uh, – Hard to find your head when it's missing. <laughs> yeah. So, dirty and- does Rider Share sponsor uh, any events or rides at this point? Like, are you? What are you doing to like get people's eyes on you or to get yourself kind of immersed into the Rider community? Besides, I mean, just being a great rental <laughs> company is pretty rad. But are you guys doing any events or are you are you hosting any rides or anything like that? You mean besides being here? Yeah. <laughs> hey, this, this is, is not the number, enough, This is bro. the number one. This is number one. But I'm telling you, yeah, you know what? Yeah. The three so, people that listen to this this week. <laughs> no. No, I mean. Six total. Yeah. Yeah. There's at least uh, seven of us here, right? My math's really not that great, but I'm, I'm assuming there's seven of us here. But, I mean, yeah, this this is going to get people. There's a lot of listeners in Canada, actually, too. That um, And Wisconsin. Is that is that part of the U.S., Wisconsin? <laughs> they like to fantasize yeah. when, when it's really cold. It's they su- fantasize. It's southern Canada, I think. <laughs> but so there's, I mean, we have a lot of people that listen in other countries that do end up coming to visit. So this is one resource, but uh, putting on the, um, I don't know, maybe like a buy one, get one. No, I'm just kidding. Like yeah. a free rental. No. 
<laughs> that's a good idea. You know, if if Guillermo or, or whoever wanted to to you know come to Atlantis for for example or or anywhere and set up say you know four bikes and say we just need yeah. four riders, you could make it like a, a, a not a competitive but a, like an auction. You know, who's yeah. going to get these bikes? Yeah, who's going to do what with them? Who's going to post it? Who's going to yeah. celebritize this? Like a scavenger hunt. I, I do. Of, yeah. I do have to say you that. Can go uh, hide something in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hide your free rental over in Echo Park. Can I borrow a bag or I need to hide a body? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, um, actually, New Century in Alhambra is now up at Newcomb's Ranch with a little storefront there. Yeah. And you can buy Ducat. I mean, it's mostly for a, a presence, but that presence pays off because how many people go to Newcomb? How many people, would, if you had a store at the Rock Store, you're like a pop-up at the Rock Store. And I, and I noticed Russ it. Brown attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> hi, hi, <laughs> hashtag restaurant. Like yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, right. it, mm, it's smart. an idea for me, from me to you for free. Um, <laughs> so, right, before we jump off that topic, um, just make sure you follow Rider Share on all social. Okay. Instagram, Facebook, especially big. Um, YouTube, rolling that out soon. Um, different things. They're going to have bike reviews, um, the how to. So a lot of the questions that you asked here will be answered. Yeah. Not just on an FAQ on the 16 mean, pages on website. I'm not the first person to think of these. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, a lot of these you'll be able to go on YouTube, click a button, and it'll explain everything front to back. Um, yeah, again, bike reviews. So we're actually doing a lot of bike reviews, which we obviously hope to in long term be the ones that like are featured bikes. So you imagine if you know you have your bike reviewed, the attention that'll get most likely get you more rentals, etc., etc., etc. So if you have cool bikes, let us know and we may review them. And if I want my bike to be featured in the area, can I? I mean. In my profile, can I put a link to it where I'm like shredding or like I'm in my booty shorts, like waxing <laughs> the tank or something? Well, th- th- that's the really cool, the cool aspect. I know Guillermo actually told me yesterday one of his key successes that he actually put a link to his on Craigslist. You know, like that you oh. can put a link to your rental on Craigslist, Facebook go. Marketplace, offer up, and people can click it and still go rent it. Except Ooh. you don't have the overhead of having to worry about having your own rental place. Yeah. So. I mean, that's a huge advantage. You can actually promote your bike in any way. We're just hoping that well, as we grow the social presence, that we're reviewing people's bikes and that that attention from their area gets them more rentals. Yeah. For and cool bikes. If I was... Not not piece of crap that are maintained well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dang it. So I'm taking my bike off here. My, uh, can I rip my bike on here? I'll get another question, too. What's what about the- rider familiarity? You know, anybody can get on a, you know, a Honda Shadow and be familiar with it. Certain bikes, like Sebastian's got a TW200, pretty much anyone can ride that with a driver's license. Yeah. It's a great bike, but it's pretty, it's pretty basic. What if I wanted to rent, like, uh, uh, a... <laughs> got him. What if I wanted to rent a... Like a... Uh, like completed a KTM bike. KTM Supermoto 950 huh. without telling my boss, you know, do we have to have people familiar with that bike do they have to yeah. say what if you wanted a- what if you wanted to go out on a limb like if you lost your mind and you <laughs> wanted to ride a 2008 ducati hyper motard 1100 yeah <laughs> just saying not that you would not that anybody nobody ever wants would to ride that thing nobody wants to ride it. i'm just saying but what if you I did for the yeah. ktm 950 supermoto yeah. So yeah, what if uh, do you get a chance to ride it around like in the driveway and? Yeah. So one thing we do is we instruct owners, um, especially after a booking, we send them an email with instructions. And part of the instruction is that they should ask the renter to do that to demonstrate that they can ride a motorcycle. They're familiar with the controls, and if they and if they can, then they have the right to just refuse to proceed with a rental, and they they will still get paid uh, the full amount. Oh. Yeah. Because we really want to. We like we're all out of safety. We, yeah. we only stay in business if we if people are yeah. safe, right? 
I seen yeah. that Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure where they put him on the hog and they slap his back and then he just <laughs> cartwheels through the sign. Yeah, that was that was not cool. That's exactly what I was thinking. Too, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Pee Wee wouldn't pass the background check. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Sebastian's full of great ideas. Um, so Guillermo, can you give us your name one more time too? My name? Yeah, your full name. Uh, Guillermo Cornejo. <laughs> All right, Guillermo Cornejo. Yeah. And where can we find um, writershare, writers-share.com? Th- that's right. Yeah, writershare.com. Check them out, like Jordan said, on all the social medias. Um, I'm interested now because I looked at the maps and I, and I actually went on and c- you could see who's advertising what prices. And, you know, I, I just kind of did a few just to check it out. It's great. And it tells you, you can look at, you can scan across the country and see the prices vary or see them stay the same. And so, like, you can expect, if you're planning your vacation, what I'm going to pay extra. You know, you can you can work it into your budget really easily and bill your boss, you know, bill, bill your time card or whatever <laughs> for uh, travel expenses. But so it's it's super easy to pre-plan. Not, not going to have any surprises. Like you said, um, yeah, I would definitely get the insurance because I know motorcycle insurance is sketchy as it is. Insurance companies not like they're like, I want to, I want to pay you if you crash. They're like, <laughs> I don't want to pay for that. So get the optional insurance, check it out, check them out on the web. And, uh, anything else you want to tell the people? You know, we only allow people 25 or older for now, again, for safety reasons. But in the future, we will expand that as we get yeah. more data and we get more sophisticated, uh, yeah. risk. I wasn't kidding about being able to list futuristic bikes because, BMW and Honda both have self-balancing bikes on the way that anybody, like my 8,000-year-old grandma could ride, you know, like just, she can't even move her arms. I'm more impressed (laughs) she's 8,000 years old. Yeah, well, I'm I'm 300. (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) I look young for my age. Um, But yeah, I mean, as bike technology obviously gets better, I think the riding ceiling is going to drop weight. You know, I'll be able to put my five-year-old kid on a bike and they'll just be like, woo, look, it's a a Ducati Hyper Motard 1100. And I'll be like, get off that thing! (laughs) So... Alrighty, well, thank you, Guillermo, for uh, teaching us a little bit about Rider Share. Check them out. I'll put the links for uh, everything in the show notes this week. You know, I would I would do what Dig said and go check out some of the extras that you get that I haven't really heard from like Twisted Road or Twisted Throttle and all that other stuff. I haven't heard about all these extra links that you can go check out kind of that link out to other stuff where you can actually see the bike in action or you can see see the guy out there waxing it in his booty shorts or whatever. But <laughs> So check all that out. And uh, right now, it's just about time to get some bike roasting on. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Is the bike ready? Yeah, I hope so. We're going to pause it for a little bit of music. If ugly bikes were a crime, you'd be in jail. Yours should be cool, but it's an ultimate fail. Whoops, I forgot to hit record on that. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, I didn't hit record while I was dissing you. So I, I guess uh, at least we got the music in there. All, yeah. All I got to say is everybody knows that nobody made anything great in 2008. So <laughs> this bike is not the exception, yeah. I got to say. It's a 2008 
Ducati Hypermotard 1100 coming to us from Chris Gillian, the uh, host of the Wingman's Garage, coming to us from whatever hunky dory power sports there in Tennessee. I forgot what you, I even forgot you guys dealership, but this bike looks like a DRZ 400 that the homeless dude pushed in to Atlantis had sex with like a transformer. And, uh, the, the clutch is drier than my granny. Oh, <laughs> how would you know that? Oh, oh. <laughs> bike one, host zero. Did your, did your grandpa told you, okay, you can just admit Sebastian it. one, host zero, bike one. Damn it. This is pretty I cool. Know. I mean, you now know, you there's say, like now custom you see, part. Don't that, say it's cool. I'm turning your mic down until right. you don't say yeah, it's cool. Hold on, let me finish. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, they said. put custom parts so you don't have to do the job, so you have to pay more money for it. It looks like he put a wristband on the <laughs> master cylinder, which is very cool, I think. Because, well, you know, it's the same color of the bike. <laughs> Dry clutch is always a plus, you know. Maybe he's a basketball player. Yeah. 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 That's his wristband. Dude. To be honest, I don't think 20% of people that ride that bike actually know how to ride it. There you go, Chris. So it's probably... A too powerful bike for anybody that bought that. <laughs> so if you bought that bike, Supermoto you made KTM. the wrong choice, just so you know. Let so, us know how you crash. <laughs> Dude, Sebastian's pulling him. Basically, he's saying that uh, your bike is too much. We're roasting the rider now, guys. We need to roast this, this totally hunk deserved of deserved it. the bike. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have to say, it looks like it's made of little tykes plastic. <laughs> Wow. To be honest, I have a big issue. It looks like it has doesn't even have a long travel suspension. So yeah. like anyone in the supermoto community, yeah, probably just rags on it. Yeah, it's not even a supermoto, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a, a monster with more plastic on it. And then you a, put carbon. <laughs> 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 there you it's go. like a heavier monster. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, and then I don't get like what kind of supermoto can you put an open clutch on? Like you, dirt touches it, you break yeah. down. Yeah, but it is the Italian motorcycle philosophy to be in the shop more times than it's on the road. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you don't Ouch. meet ladies out on the road. You meet them in the shop. You need at that the- Ducati. Shing, 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 shing. That clutch action. It sounds like a fork in a, a garbage disposal yeah. when you turn it on. That's true. It's got an open cover there so the metal can just fly right out. Yeah. yeah. It makes, at, least, at least it doesn't go in the engine when it breaks. It yeah, just flies true. out to the road. And yeah. this thing's still air-cooled. What's happening here? Yeah. Hey, welcome. Hey, people diss Harley for being in, in the past. Come on, dude. Uh, air-cooled V-twin. Well, this looks like the bike that whoever the head Ducati designer is, they let his stepson design. Yeah. It's like a, a kindergarten project. Oh, yeah. Him. His little six-year-old stepson. <laughs> yeah. It's Pee Wee Herman all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of does look a, like a six-year-old just scribbled on some paper, and they just, like, put it in AutoCAD and, it, like, followed the lines and was like, hey, you know what? I what? This bike was like, way ahead of its time. It's 2008, and there's no rear fender on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, for the American That's market, you know, what choice of name? Hypermotard. Yeah. <laughs> Americans only know one type of tard. That's retard. <laughs> and that's the guy that bought the bike. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope we I hope we got you, Chris. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear about it. You know it. what? I bet you tomorrow we get two of those. <laughs> same color, same year. Same, same guy. Hey, can you fix my bike? I heard you talked about it. I figured you knew about it better than I did. <laughs> Somebody calls at 10 a.m. tomorrow and says their name is Chris and they have a Ducati. I'm just going to hang up. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Are you, is this... We, the podcast didn't even go out yet. What the hell? So, Chris, um, number... Sorry. 
I don't know why you call your bike number 13 is probably because it's very unlucky that you that you own it. <laughs> oh. but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, Which is yeah. 13 because he crashed the other. Yeah. 12, <laughs> 12 <obviously>. times. <laughs> he, he saved it 12 times. At 13 I'd rather times. have a TW200. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I've had a blast tonight hanging out. We're only an hour in, but that's good enough for me. We got lots of time to kill. Let's uh, let's let's hear the story of One this. Day. It's all you. Oh yeah. You How did it start this off? bank? Once upon a time. Let, let Daniel pull the mic up close. Snug up on that thing. Take us. Uh, take us. Take a drink of your cognac and a drag <laughs> off of that. I have cognac now. <laughs> they can't this see. This night's just getting better. Uh, yesterday. Wait. Pull that snuggie a little tighter. Yes. Yesterday we had a uh, a friend of ours at Lucky Wheels, Jackson, our buddy Jackson send a couple of photos over hey this this bike looks stolen sends a photo over this guy that's clearly uh pushing the motorcycle awkwardly and uh on the wrong side with the side stand still out <laughs> with the stand down yeah the side stand is down yeah it's pretty clear that he's he's probably living outside currently and uh, he said, "Look out for this bike." That was very politically correct. Yeah, that was very that was very L.A. of you. Nice guy. I like to touch on that. Yeah. So he lives outside for now. You know, outside cats. And uh, and so it kind of kind of seems seems a little familiar to me. Too familiar. I've seen a lot of this, but we we pass it around. We pass the photo around, and we say, "Okay, if we see it, whatever. We're gonna invest. We're not gonna investigate it. We're not gonna go chase this guy down." Buddy's in the Silver Lake, Los Angeles neighborhood. I was going to say, being in the vortex, it's very likely that he's in the, in the vicinity. <laughs> I say, thanks a lot, Jackson. Uh, you know, hope to see you again soon. And he's, Jackson's out of town. He's not even in L.A. He's just word of mouth or whatever. The vortex word of, is bigger word of than cell I phone. Thought. He's gotten these photos. So somebody's, somebody's watching this guy push this bike around. And I guess an hour later, less than an hour later, I'm standing at the sidewalk. What walks in but the same guy with the same flannel wait, shirt? Wait, wait, wait. Back it up a little bit. Okay. Sebastian does a test ride, spots the guy down the street, rushes Correct. back. No, I actually called the police oh, before I got back, and they didn't believe me because I had no proof that it got stolen besides the picture you sent me this morning. Yeah. Right. And your with, accent. And they're like, yeah, they're they were like, this, this guy, guy doesn't wee, make wee. sense anyway. Let's just hang out the French phone. guy. Hey, when I write the book, you can write the fucking foreword, okay? <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy rolls the bike in, and there's a bag of parts in a plastic shopping bag hanging off the handlebar. And he's like, I want to get my bike fixed. And the first thing I say is, is this your bike? And he's like, yeah. Of course it's it been is. been sitting... <laughs> on the sidewalk parked for for months you know in disrepair so clearly it's mine and uh and we we got into a, a short and very uh very nice and polite conversation and sarcasm or no 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 oh, really? no he was, he was a very very polite guy he was, just, he was not uh, aggressive at all and urban I, campers I, are often like that yeah i proceeded i proceeded to react in the same way and and give him his uh, his his 5 seconds and then at the end of the conversation, I just asked that he uh, basically leave the bike with us and then leave the shop. But not before we got into a short conversation about our history together, which was uh, like a year and a half ago, he had rolled in a what was left of a small... Hyosung. Uh, Hyosung V-twin sport bike that had only left of it the chassis, the wheels... 
and part Apache of the Jurassic. engine, and in a in a in like a um, char grill, it's like a hibachi grill, hibachi lid, lid like a round it's char still grill, better than a hypermotard. <laughs> yeah, Zing. that sounds a lot like a hypermotard. It, it was just, just it was like two steps above a hypermotard yeah, 1100 yeah, yeah. from 2008 specifically. Dude, he found a Hyasung too. Like you don't even see those. Ro- no. Like he just found one. Like, yeah, it was in that sense vintage of that. Yeah. You know, like, next time can very, you, can you very very my address? Like, can we get him just to bring these bikes to my house? We were gonna Shit. see if we could put it on the website and see if anybody want to rent it. <laughs> Long story short, that. We turned that bike away for obvious reasons. We weren't qualified to work on it anymore. Yeah, was it like a Weber? You're like, listen, I'm not a Weber technician. Yeah, it might have been a Weber, actually. I think Char Char Grill was like oh, okay. a, it was yeah. a little low end. Yeah, I think yeah. it was a Weber yeah. top. Yeah, you know, as a gas tank. Yeah, but there was no. You're like, listen, I'm not a Weber tech. I can't <laughs> really work on this bike. <laughs> it definitely needed to be set on fire. Though. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, it was begging to be set on fire. Yeah. So we we turned it away. And lo and behold, that was that was the wrong thing to do, because I could have kept him as a lifelong customer, because he came back uh, in July of 2017 and saw my Honda Hawk 400 parked in front of the gate at the business at Atlantis Motor Garage, 3300 West Sunset Boulevard, Los Angeles, and uh, he decided it was 8:30 in the morning, and uh, his bike, his bike, quotes, had been stolen. So he said that, uh, that Jesus had provided him with a new motorcycle, and that was his. It was a sign. So he walked off with it. Just because you have a shirt that says Jesus, everyone just um, <laughs> assumes your name is Jesus around here, I swear. <laughs> Diggs has got a name tag, too. Came in the- <laughs> Did not say Jesus, though. That was so funny. So we, uh, they can take me home. So we recovered the hawk. Police recovered it. And I, I made no attempt to get... Uh, you know, my money from, from the legal system through this gentleman whose name is, his first name is David. And uh, lo and behold, David found uh, another bike sitting that wasn't locked properly. Uh, heads up, people, lock your bike. <laughs> the vortex and, uh, is stronger on so here. So Jackson texts us. outside looking at our bikes, making sure they don't just roll I forgot, yeah. Jeff, I forgot that Sebastian <laughs> the saw the bike the after the photo. I forgot that. I wasn't, I wasn't fucking paying attention. He can write the forward. He'll write the forward to your book. Uh, we'll have somebody else write it. We'll, we'll we'll have somebody take notes while he's speaking. <laughs> let's just say <laughs> he, he's not the writer in the family. Yeah. So we're uh, so we're at this this juncture of what do we do? This bike has just walked in and it's clearly been vandalized by the guy who's who's uh, taken possession of it. I wouldn't say stolen because. He's not riding it. It's just been vandalized yeah. and ruined. He more or less hot found wired. it. He, he, it's it's like, been somewhat hot-wired, but I don't think it's ever been started. It, would you Basically can, destroyed. Is it like bringing a dog to the humane... I mean, you guys are kind Pretty of like much. the humane society of yeah. motorcycles. He just brought the lost puppy to the humane society. <laughs> right. So, yeah. We're, we're pretty humane. Yeah. <laughs> so it was catching... Kill them on the way. It was catching... <laughs> rele- I, I released the human being and kept the motorcycle, yeah. which I think was the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then we did our research, and John... Uh, kindly called the police because I can't handle that side of things. So the police came and verified that it belonged to somebody and we researched the owner. On and, Facebook. Uh, yep. Socked, no socked him on Facebook. Yeah. Contacted the owner and uh, I hit him on Messenger. I was just like, do you own a DRZ 400? And it was like crickets and he was like, 
why do you ask? <laughs> and I was like, because it's in my yard all uh, jacked up. And, I you know, some homeless guy brought it in. And he was like, what? He's like, how much, how, how jacked up is it? Because it was, like, apparently it had some engine damage. That's why it was parked on the street for a week. Uh, and uh, First thing, there's a needle in the control. Yeah, there was right? a, there's a syringe <laughs> in between the, jammed in between the, the Speedo and the handlebar. That almost sounds like user error to yeah. me. User, user, user error. Good one. Jacked up. Um, yeah, so... Uh, um, we contact the guy, and he was just really kind of – he didn't even know it was stolen. It wasn't even reported stolen, so the police w- weren't able to retrieve it off the lot. So for me, I just didn't want to have you know, stolen or, or potentially now yeah. stolen oh, yeah. property in my yard when the guy starts looking. So I find a way to contact the guy. We get in a really good conversation. He's a really cool dude. And um, you know, he was just uh, – he's like, yeah, I, th- you know, I went on a ride with a bunch of Harleys. And everybody was doing a hundred buck ten or whatever one hundred plus Harleys don't go that yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> These ones I had to do. correct myself. <laughs> Anyways, um, and he was pinning this four hundred CCs, trying to keep up with them, feeling he blew a rod or uh, threw a rod so on it. Was the Harleys? Him and the super motard behind? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, way behind. No, the hyper motard. There's a difference. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. This tard is hyper. Yeah, so, so uh, we get a good conversation. The guy uh, just recently bought a Harley, so this wasn't really his priority anymore. He would uh, uh, take an Uber to work because it was on route and park it on the other sides of the street, you know, just to avoid street cleaning. Yeah. And that's the thing here in LA for all you people out of state. (laughs) Big ticket if you don't do it. Yeah. Um, So, anyways, uh, he was like, Yeah, I was going to sell it for a a thousand bucks to my buddy for parts and all that. But, you know, man, I just feel bad about you guys dealing with the police. Why don't I just sign the title over and you guys keep it? Oh, no, no. (laughs) I was like, We did the right thing. You can negotiate a little harder. Tell him you want money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He heard the smile crackle over the phone. We did the right thing and immediately started to repair it. Yeah, well, I love the custom graphics on it, by the way. There's like a lot of cool custom stuff on the front cowl and the rear fender. Sharpie custom. (laughs) It does say say fuck you on the front. Yeah, I dig it. Stolen Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, for the record, this is our, what, second universal donated cool bike from in about David. a month from David no not no, from him David. he's oh, mostly okay. stolen yeah. <laughs> but this time he retrieved yeah. something that ended up being a pretty good situation and we'll nice. be yeah, we'll be we good friends a bad in thing the future into a good thing and yeah. everybody's happy and uh, yeah in, was, in 5 or good. 6 months it'll be on rider share yeah exactly <laughs> Guillermo, correct Guillermo, you'll be you'll be having this on your site yeah yeah that reminds me of that old uh, the old Honda ad you meet you meet the nicest people on a Honda yeah you meet you know, the weirdest people ride, in the vortex. Riders, yeah. To be clear, riders share is two words. Yeah. Not riders share. Yeah. Riders. I know. Share. I'm sorry. I, you know, I do that when I when I say some words, I blend them together. I do that when I drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every, every word. Yeah. I've had a couple, so I'm probably blending right now. But yeah, riders. <laughs> riders. Writer share. Writers. Share. Yeah. Hey, stuff. listen, dude. You're not the guy that picked creative writing as your. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> everyone's like creative writing. I was like, not not. I can't write, find it. Writing, right? Not writing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really say those differently. So it, like everyone always looks for creative writing, and they're like, mm-hmm. I found an awesome poetry blog, and I was like, that's yeah. not us. That's <laughs> not us. If you really if you really want to find it, you'll keep looking. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, people don't. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So the <laughs> the vortex. So this guy is a repeat offender customer. Yeah, I mean, you would yeah. say that he hasn't spent very much money here, but he's <laughs> certainly been interesting. And uh, and then when, what happened today? He showed up again with some lady slippers, 
yeah, and wanted to buy a bike and talking about payments. He came in. So, you know, Daniel and I, we had a talk last night over some drinks at a restaurant after or the, the other night, right? Yeah, last night. Yeah. And we were just kind of talking about this guy, David, that, you know, he's got an issue with, I'm sure he's a, a user of some sort. And, you know, we, we kind of felt that the jails kind of don't deserve him. I, I, I don't feel like this guy needs to be behind. Yeah. The bars. He's actually a really he's nice guy. He's not a menace guy. to society. Yeah, right? he's just got an issue. Yeah. And, you know, I hope he finds, you know, himself. More bikes and brings them to Atlanta. <laughs> brings bikes to us. <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, <laughs> happiness is the, is the hardest thing to find, and it starts with motorcycles is the, is the thing I get out yeah, of it. I, and if that guy is more... looking for happiness, I, I, say, I wish him well. He's yeah. Because be... everybody needs one, and, and, and if I had the ability to help that guy, I would. Because yeah. he needs to get clean and find a motorcycle. And that's the bottom line for a lot of people. It really is. That's All right. New, cha- new challenge. If you are uh, in the L.A. area and you know this guy, let's, let's do something crazy here. Let's, let's get this guy. His, let's get him on the podcast. Let's get him his endorsement. Let's get him through some get, rider training. And get him, get him a hyper boots. And get him, <laughs> hyper on, this, get him on this fucking hyper Get him on Angela's crest. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> Aim them straight to the I'm cliff. just fucking kidding. No, that would be that would be. Wouldn't that be crazy though? Like yeah. to get this cra- cra- like that'd be a that'd be a story. That would be a know. story. That you would make this podcast actually kind of cool. Instead of like, no. After all that, he gets cleaned up. Gets yeah, endorsement. What, everything, uh, yeah. just rides it off of off cliff. a cliff. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever, your, uh, whatever your issue is, everybody needs to be re- rehabilitated. Whatever, whatever your behavior is, yeah. everybody needs to have some love given for no yeah. fucking reason. Yeah. So. That's sure. the only thing. You know, we don't guy, turn people away in this anger. This guy knows that you're a writer resource, and he's coming here for some like positive vibes. And mm-hmm. he's just like, "How this guy doesn't want to just talk to some sketchy homeless dude? I gotta take him a bike. <laughs> oh, look, here's one. <laughs> Correct. He even, borrowed, he even borrowed a bike. Remember? Yeah, I'll just take this bike to him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "These guys are cool. I kind of want to hang out here at three three zero zero West Sunset Boulevard, Atlanta's Motor Garage, Los yeah. Angeles. Los- if he comes up with a rider share account, I will rent him my Ducati." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we got to keep this guy off of a Hyper Motard 1100. No, actually, we want to have clientele for a Hyper We want to show him love. We don't want to show him, like, <laughs> you're disgusting. Right. Yeah. That's, give him something good, so like a TW200. That's like telling him you're a disgusting human being to put him on one of those right, things. Exactly. So, yeah, we don't want to do that. But, yeah, the, man, the Vortex is, I've said it like 18 times now, the Vortex is strong around here, and it's yeah, bigger it than I thought. Like, this we is, rely on it. That's what she said. Best joke all night. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best joke all night. Smashing Daniel in the face with the microphone. Are we, are we? Thanks to the pizza, Larry. Yeah, man. Hey, and listen. 805 beer. I think uh, on that note, we can all get out of here on this Free one. Man. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was actually a Ducati Hypermotard 1100 starting. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, wow. hey, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of fun hanging out in the middle of the vortex tonight. We haven't seen much weird shit go down, but we've heard some really good stories. And I really I want to come back when you guys do your crazy parties. Um, when you when you get something in the books, I want to come down. I want to see it in action, and I do want to come down. Maybe once a month we can make it the Atlantis Vortex Corner. And we we'll, can, we'll save a, save a couple stories yeah. for you that we've accumulated. Yeah, and maybe a beer. Yeah. I already made the mistake of giving myself We just got you on number. the podcast so we can throw parties here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. You just kind of gave permission. 
And we have some yeah. guests coming in too. Yeah. We're, we're overdue They're not for all homeless. Visit. They're not all homeless to come here, but you know, even some of the movie stars that come here are semi-homeless. I'm assuming, but yeah, you guys, you guys serve everybody here. I want to make that clear too. We're not going to drop names here on the podcast, but uh, in confidence, yet, in, in is that what it's called? Yeah, confidence. Yesterday, you guys told me that all sorts of people, not just John. No, no. What's his name? Dan, uh, what's the homeless guy's name? Mark? David. 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 I knew it was one of the disciples. Told me his name is David. Jesus, uh, yeah. Jesus gave him the bike and he brought it here. Yeah. Um, so he, not just David comes in, but you guys got all sorts of crazy clientele that comes through the vortex here to Atlantis. Sure. And so maybe we can yap about that on another show. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun hanging out tonight, guys. I want to thank Guillermo for being here. And um, thank you. Yeah, Guillermo. Does your last name mean horn? Cuerno? No. Cuerno. I'm going to look it up because I don't believe you. Translate. Yeah. Google. Cuerno. It says horn on my phone. So, yeah, I want to thank Atlantis. Um, I want to thank Daniel, John, and Sebastian, and You're Alma welcome. for hanging out. Um, and I want to thank Diggs for sitting in for wigs this week w- wigs you're missed i'm not i'm not as good as you are wigs you're fired <laughs> Thanks, <He's> co- <laughs> him and daniel are coming over next week <laughs> to record with me and then i want to thank guillermo again from writers share.com uh, <laughs> i figured i had i need to enunciate so yeah guys thank you so much thanks for having me here thanks for thanks for hosting this i hope you guys have had fun it's way late. You guys are you guys probably have significant others that wish you were there. It's only eleven thirty, I mean I know. Well, it's not midnight yet. I mean, it's not late. For LA that's pretty early still. So anyway, I want to say thanks to everybody. We're gonna have some current events coming up that I'm gonna drop in here a little bit later. But uh anybody have any any cool sign offs you guys wanna oh my god, I forgot to hit the record button. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your catchphrase? Because you're not recording when you say that. You know that. Uh, the last time I wasn't recording when I said that. But uh, this time, it's a joke. So, yeah, everybody, uh, tune in next week. We're going to have all the – if you need a uh, one of the links, they're going to be in the show notes to write or share. We're going to put some Atlantis stuff in there. Check them out on social medias. Um, that's the best way now that millennials – like Diggs is on his phone right now. Just like – I feel like Wiggins is here. I feel like Wiggins is here. I swear to God, I talk to Wiggins every week, and, I, and he's just over there looking at pictures of birthday cakes and shit. I'm like, what the fuck, Wiggins? We're supposed to be doing a podcast. So I feel – I feel, Diggs, I feel like you're a perfect stand-in for Wiggs. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. Um, current events coming up next. All right. Bye. Peace. Adios. Woo! Yeah. All right, everybody, current events coming up. One of those current events, the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. This year, Bri Viffer has just sent me an email uh, since I've been at Atlantis. I uh, came today, and uh, it looks like he's offering up his VFR. I might have mentioned this on last week's show, but uh, sent me an email confirming she's naked and she's ready. Also, I got an email from our man in the north, Chris Singsheim. He's talking a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that's been going on for this year. Now, now you may have heard me and Wiggs talk about the turbos and all that stuff that Nitrous Chris was slamming on. We we're going to have to call him Turbo Chris. But uh, his email had to do with the lack of quality and some of the stuff that he's been getting lately. So he's going to remain uh, Nitrous, at least for this part of the year. All right, before we get to the actual events coming up and like our little ride calendars and event calendars, we're going to take a trip back to last week and we're going to talk to somebody who's doing some really, really, really great stuff uh, with a great group of people. And this is a very beautiful and talented Motorco employee. Let's jump back to last week's taco 
terror. <laughs> right. Hang on. We'll be right with our guest. That was so much fun hanging out with the Milwaukee Ribbits and a few of the ladies hearing their stories. Uh, what a great gang. And right now, though, we're going to isolate one of them, the uh, one who's been on our show before. It's Nerissa. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that she does in her spare time after work at the Motorco. And uh, Nerissa, are you still there? I'm here. Oh, my God. I was so scared that uh, our, our uh, connection got cut off with all the cheese and taco talk that we were having afterwards. So <laughs> I'm glad you're still <laughs> hanging out. So can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, you've, you've mentioned it before and you, well, you've mentioned it to me, uh, off air before, but I, I think we talked a little bit about it. Um, something that you do called the build. And when I was watching flat out Friday this year, I noticed that they said some of the bikes were from the build. And I was like, I wonder if that's what Narissa was talking about. So can you tell us what is this build thing? And, um, like what, what part do you play in it? Yeah, for sure. So the build moto program, it's actually a nonprofit educational organization that was started in 2011 here in Milwaukee. And the, the goal is to pair, uh, teams of high school students with basically volunteers from the motorcycle community, um, either bike builders, engineers, tradesmen, um, anything along those lines. With, with a goal of teaching these kids, you know, valuable life lessons and interpersonal skills all while learning how to work on motorcycles and, uh, you know, work with their hands, how to design things, use fabrication tools, et cetera. So it's, it's this really, really great program. And, um, yeah, like I said, they, they started it in 2011. This year is actually my first year as a mentor on the program. So I, along with a few other women that I work with at Harley Davidson, we are mentoring a team of all girls to rebuild a, a little vintage Honda into a flat tracker. That is rad. And um, so some of the bikes that I saw at Flat Out Friday did look like, I mean, they weren't any specific thing, they kind of look like uh, a lot of them did look like um, smaller vintage Hondas, but they kind of look like cafe racers. Do you guys focus on a specific thing or just on uh, the skills it takes to build a motorcycle? So the the whole competition finalizes in a race at, at the end of the season. So um, basically the build season is from January to June. And uh, every year there's been up until this point, uh, a road race that the teams have been building the bikes to, to, um, compete in, but this is the first year they've changed the format and we're actually going flat track racing. So some of the bikes that people may have seen at flat out Friday in Milwaukee, those were teams from previous years who had built a road race bike and then converted it into a flat tracker specifically for that event. So, you know, the, these teams had bikes from previous years that they could work on. Yeah. Um, but like I said, this is the first year that we're going flat track racing. So it's, it's interesting because we have us as one of the new teams. I think there's one other new team and then these more veteran teams. And it's kind of evening out the playing field a little bit because everybody is going into this new format with the flat tracking. 
so um, it's it's been a fun experience to, at least on our team, um, you know, we, we have these these girls who have never seen a motorcycle up close before and don't even really understand how they work and to teach them, okay, what, what is a flat track motorcycle? What are the types of things we have to do to it to help our rider, you know, ride it better and faster, et cetera. Right. No. And that's, that's awesome. That is so cool. And one of the things that you touched on earlier, you know, that you're teaching people how to, uh, well, from you're using experts in the field, like engineers and, and, um, you know, people, tradesmen and stuff like that. And you're teaching them these new skills. It's, it's these sort of skills that are kind of going away. Like, you know, when a lot of time there was shop class at school or there was auto shop or, you know, you could go mm-hmm. and, and kind of learn manufacturing and, and this stuff. You really have to drill down or want to be in that nowadays because a lot of those industries are getting, you know, they're either going by the wayside with technology or with, uh, you know, moving overseas and stuff like that. So that really, I mean, it's awesome for me to hear people learning these older skills that are still so, so valuable and so rare in today's uh, economy, you know what I mean? And in today's skill set, everybody wants to go to school to be a programmer or like an IT guy because those guys are making bank. But, you know, who's going to be building the IT guy's car, even if it, you know, whether it's a Tesla or electric or self-driving or whatever the hell it is, who's going to be building that stuff, you know, and who's going to be engineering the motorcycles and stuff of the future. And it's like these people that are getting their hands dirty now with you guys. So that is so, so cool. And, uh, I like the fact that they take them road, you know, they do a race afterwards. That is, that's pretty bitching. Then you're put, you're actually putting your product (laughs) to the final test. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big initiatives of this program is is to get these kids exposed to these different skill sets that they might not have had a chance to experience otherwise. Um, You know, like, especially with our team, I know the very first meeting, we just organized our toolboxes and we taught the girls what all the different tools were. I mean, these are kids that didn't know the difference between a Phillips and a flathead screwdriver. They didn't right. know the term righty tidy, lefty loosey. Right. Right. And it's crazy because a couple of weeks down the road, just to see the transformation and to see their confidence level increase. And it's like, you know, Hey, Hallie, you want to grab this angle grinder and cut off this piece of the frame? And she's like, for sure. Yeah. And just like totally goes into it. And, and it's just amazing how much, they have grown in, in a short amount of time. And I, they've even said that it's, it's simple things. Like they feel like they can maybe help around the house now, um, you know, fixing things or sure. um, some of the girls that are old enough to have cars, they feel more confident driving because if they had to pull over and change their tire, they're not going to be so intimidated or so afraid because they don't know what to do. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely just learning those basic skills is so important for anybody. And, you know, even in my field in engineering, we unfortunately see a lot of that too. I know like when I was going through school, uh, I was fortunate to be involved in a lot of programs that or projects where we were building cars for competitions. And, um, you know, unfortunately there were a lot of students who didn't really do that and they got all the way through school and didn't really know how to turn a wrench. So I, I think even not just in the trades, but also in things like engineering, it's so important to have that basic mechanical understanding of how things work. 
Yeah, no kidding. And and it's amazing. I mean, it's really cool to hear that that you literally like screw a lid off a peanut butter jar. You have to know righty tighty lefty loosey. So they go from that to heck building a race bike that they're going to take out on a track and I mean that's that's pretty rad. Yeah. And it gives you um I I've talked to uh our buddy from Wisconsin Chris Singsheim. I don't know if you know Chris, but um a little bit, yeah. Oh, really? So, like, everybody in Wisconsin knows each other? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> He's pretty famous around here, no, you know. Okay. I heard, okay. He, I heard that he dishes out some good tacos at the races. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Is uh, This taco thing coming around full circle. But he was saying that sometimes he might be doing something totally unrelated, but the skill set that he has lets him think critically or fix another problem down the line later, which is kind of, you know, basically like what you said. Now they're helping around the house with stuff, you know, install a garbage disposal or, you know, fix a light switch or something because mm-hmm. they can think about how, what they did to do something, you know, with the build. So that's pretty amazing. Um, now this is... Yeah, your, that's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah. Like, um, I, I think like critical critical thinking in general is, is a very um, under estimated skill sometimes yeah. Oh, yeah. and I, I, you know it's it's interesting to me that a lot of people kind of struggle with that and you know I, I can understand that maybe it depends on like the experiences you've been exposed to growing up or you know whatever it may be but teaching kids how to go through that thought process I, I mean that that can put you in so many good scenarios to get through a problem. Even if you don't really know the answer or you don't know the outcome, you can at least think your way through it and get to a point to get yourself out of the issue. Right. Yeah. So that's definitely a, a huge learning lesson. Yeah. There's been a couple of times, even like within the last few months where I saw people on the side of the road and I stopped to help. And it's like, I was kind of unfamiliar with their bike. So I was I was like, dude, this could be like any number of things, you know what I mean? But at least I had the basics down to where I could be like, well, look, you're you're getting fuel, so it's not the fuel. And, you know, we kind of like work through it and think critically and get them on their way. But I would would hate for my kids even um, growing up because this is something else that uh, a lot of people are talking about with the, the give a shift movement is that, younger people don't want to even drive for themselves, so let alone change a tire or do something like that. But you don't want to be yeah. the the father or the parent that hears like, my kid is stranded out somewhere and now they're I'm going to have to wait like three hours for me to get out there and change their dang tire for them because A, safe, you know, you just want them to be safe and you want them to be right. a, a little bit self, self-sufficient. So, I mean, this is cool that like, to hear you say that this, it sounds like a fairly young group of kids doing this. They're not, they're like bucking the uh, idea that this new generation doesn't like to do stuff or doesn't know how to, you know what I'm saying? Like this is a really, I'm encouraged uh, at the least to hear, you know, some of the the stuff coming out of the build just because it, it sounds like we're, you're, you're gearing up this next generation that everybody's hoping will come, you know, like you're a direct part of it. So that's mm-hmm. important, you know, really important. And also just awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun, you know, like being a mentor must be pretty kick-ass with having people look up to you for what you do. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. It, it really is exciting. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's also, it's a lot of work because everything we do is outside of our normal job and, uh, we have to make sure that like us mentors are straight on what we're doing and what we're trying to teach the kids before we actually go and teach them and make sure we don't teach them the wrong thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 
I thought you were going to say because um, hashtag cool. millennials really don't like to listen to adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So it um, sounds like you got a good, a really good group of kids that takes direction well and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think in the beginning they're maybe a little intimidated, right? This, it, high school is an awkward age, um, and we, our team is actually made up of girls from four different high schools. So a few of them, like they didn't even know each other before coming to this team. They just they individually joined because they had some interest, whether it be in actually motorcycles or in engineering or just you know learning how to use basic tools. So all of them kind of had their own personal motivation behind joining the team, and they've started building these connections with each other, which is also really really cool to see because. Um, on our team specifically, we make sure that we focus a lot on, you know, just building up the confidence of these students. It's it's not just us telling them, hey, here, grab this wrench, tighten that bolt. It's, okay, this is the problem we have. We need to get this bolt in here or we need to fit up this component. What do you think is going to be the best way to do that? What's the best tool? How do we do that? You know, let's look at the service manual, kind of like really walking them through that whole process so that they learn to think about it on their own. Right. And, and actually, um, it's, it's, there's, there's more than just the race at the end of the season. So there are ways for the teams to gather points throughout the whole build season. We have sort of these milestones. And uh, one of them being towards the end, we have a, a pit stop challenge. So before the race, every team is given some sort of challenge. We don't know what it is yet. It could be changing a tire, could be changing oil. We're not sure. But every team is given the same challenge and they are timed. And the mentors, the adults, have to be completely hands-off. So whatever the challenge is, the students have to complete it 100% independently. So we can kind of stand on the sidelines and coach them verbally, but it's going to be them right there grabbing all the tools and performing the task. So besides actually building this bike, we're going to be doing a lot of work with them from like a basic mechanic lesson perspective of, you know, how do you do these like basic type tasks that you would typically have to do at a racetrack. Right. No, that sounds, I mean, that's cool. That just sounds like this whole next level of, uh, you know, you now it's on you guys to take everything we've taught you and think critically about it and uh, solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really cool. I'm, I'm so excited for that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. And how did you get started in the build? Like, how did you even hear about uh, being a mentor? So I had heard of the program just from being around the the Milwaukee Moto scene. Um, the the program it's pretty much completely run off of fundraise donations, and they have a lot of really great sponsors for the, the program as a whole. So uh, the board members of the program do a lot of great work, um, you know, showing up at different events to advertise. So that's how I, I heard about it. And I, I had been interested in joining, just didn't really know a lot of the details. And then a friend of a friend um, kind of threw it out there, someone who's involved already. And they said, hey, it'd be kind of cool if we had an all-girls all team to, to join this year. And I just, I jumped on board right away. I was like, all right, no more waiting. This was my chance. I'm cause it's just super excited about the, the perspective of, you know, helping out young girls. Cause I, I fortunately get to do that a lot through my job is to meet and speak with middle-aged or high school girls about engineering and, and what a career 
in the technical field means. And I really, really enjoyed doing that. So um, jumped on board right away. I said, hey, you know, give me all the details. I definitely want to do this. And I was fortunate to find two other women engineers at Harley who were also interested. And the three of us are the what we call the technical mentors. So we are the ones who are actually teaching the girls how to disassemble, design, and rebuild the bike. And we, through our connections, have found a few other adult women who have come on board to help us as well. Because besides building the bike, we have a couple other tasks that we have to complete, like I said, to gain points throughout the season. So we have to maintain an Instagram account. So that's teaching the kids social media usage from a business perspective. Okay. So we have an adult mentor who is who's helping with that, and she's helping with photography. Um, we also are given a budget on how much we can spend on new parts for the bike, and we have to raise a certain dollar amount. So this year we have to raise $1,200 that goes back to the build program to help fund next year's teams. So, you know, there are all these other business-type aspects that, Besides building the bike, the teams have to be managing that as well. And, and it's really great because it's kind of giving the students this really like holistic perspective of what it means to function as a professional in the real world in, in many scenarios. Absolutely. And, and even if you were going to be managing a race team per se, let, you know, let's say they wanted to do yeah. that or, or be, be part of a race team, those are the sort of things that you have to uh, – you know, do for next week is like, or for next year is like, hey, if you are going to be trying to start a race team or anything in the real world, yeah, you have to worry about next year's budget and uh, next year's team members and, and stuff like that. So that's a pretty cool, I like that. That's a uh, pretty amazing, um, you know, that's a little bit more than just, hey, let's build a motorcycle, you know, like that's that's a whole, let's run this uh, engineering business. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cool. And then, um, if people, I know it's getting late there for you. I'm super sorry. We, we, we've had a, such a fun time talking and I've loved hearing about <laughs> all your adventures, but I know it's gotta be late. Um, if anybody is interested in getting involved with the build or, uh, I don't, is this a Milwaukee specific thing or is this a, uh, countrywide? So right now it's only Milwaukee specific, but, I know the organization is looking to expand in the next couple of years. I think after we get through this first season of flat track and rework out all the kinks and things that are associated with that change, um, they really want to have it take off. So not sure what plans are in the works, if they're looking to expand to other cities, but um, you know, if anybody in other cities were wanting to start this program up on their own, I think that would be really, really fantastic. Yeah. So the the website if it's just in the program in general if they're wanting to learn more about how we function it's just buildmoto.com or on instagram just buildmoto um and the team that i specifically work with the girls we are on instagram the iron angels and um if you just search the hashtag buildmoto you'll likely find all the other teams because as a part of the Instagram and the social media that we have to maintain, we have certain hashtags that we have to use for tracking and build moto is the main one. So if you're curious, definitely just search that hashtag and you're going to find a bunch of awesome pictures of these kids working on their bikes and coming up with these cool designs. 
Nice. Well, I'm going to point people in that direction. And if people do want to get involved, I'm going to send them over to uh, the Build Moto or I'm going to have them look you up, uh, you know, look up Milwaukee Rivets, hunt down Narissa. She's out there on social media. And uh, God, it sounds like just so much fun what you're doing. And I don't know. I think it's awesome that you're helping this next generation that people are really worried about um, actually stay engaged and maintain that skill set necessary for the next generation of kids to basically take over kind of what you're doing. So that's it's awesome to me that you're doing this, and I hope you continue to do it. For you know, I know you're you're super. You're a young kid yourself, so I hope you keep doing this for years to come. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah, thanks. No, I appreciate it. It's it's a really great time. And you know, as much as we are teaching the students, I feel like I learn something from them every day as well. And it, it, you have a hard day at work and you go to a build meeting and you work on a bike with these kids and it's just like your day instantly becomes better. It's it's such an awesome experience for everybody. Nice. Yeah, I know. That's it's good to hear too that that uh it's not going the other way where it's like dragging you down and you're like these kids they don't want to learn. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, hey, it is uh god, it's the next day. We've been talking now for uh 24 hours. So most of it off air, but um I I do want to cut you loose. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight and uh and inviting the rivets on earlier who we got to talk to and it's been such a blast talking to you guys and um thank you so much narissa for coming on again and if you got to see narissa this year at uh, mama tried or at flat out friday hey man it sounds like you guys had a blast and it sounds like the milwaukee rivets and fuel cafe put on like a crazy event and i'm looking forward to following you guys (laughs) on social medias and seeing um what you're doing with the build and you know what the rivets end up who who the rivets end up mugging for tacos <laughs> this summer. So <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out, and um, we'll catch you next time. Keep us posted on what you're doing, and anytime you guys want to come back on, or any anytime the build's doing something special, you always have an invite. Our uh, our phone lines are always open, even though like you kind of set up this call for us tonight. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate the support, and and we're excited to to keep rolling on these adventures, and and hopefully we get to meet some of these awesome listeners you have along the way because we we love meeting new people and hearing stories and just even getting new people into the riding community. It's always exciting. Yeah, man, that's what it's all about. Thank you, Narissa, so much for hanging out with us tonight. And um, Narissa, Milwaukee Rivets, check her out online. Right. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this week's show. I certainly did. I'd like to thank everyone from Atlantis Motor Garage for hosting the show this weekend, giving us a place to crash. I'd also like to thank uh, Narissa from the Build Moto for hanging out with us and a member of the Milwaukee Rivets. Uh, I also would like to thank Guillermo from Riders Share, and we'll have links to Riders Share in the show notes. And now I would like to get to our little calendar of things that are coming up. Um, I'm going to start with some stuff that's happening this week locally here around L.A. Um, On the 7th, there's the Nowhere Moto Show happening out in Joshua Tree. So if you can make it out there, that'd be awesome. Uh, That's like the uh, hipster hangout. On the 8th, lots of stuff coming up. 
Um, I might skip back to the 7th, actually, too. Uh, first thing I have that's coming up uh, for April 8th, there is uh, going to be a ride to watch the Galaxy match. If you watched LA versus, uh, well, the Galaxy versus LAFC last week, you know the Galaxy got creamed. That's all right. Um, they're going to ride from, um, I think they're going to be riding from... Lucky Wheels down to Carson, which is where the uh, LA Galaxy is playing. And so check that out. Look on Instagram if you want to look Look at Los underscore Angeles underscore Moto. They have a really good flyer for it, but I've seen it all over the internet webs. Um, also happening on the 8th from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., Moto Sport Exotica is having the Best Friends Animal Society fundraiser at Newcomb's Ranch. And uh, if you're from around here, you know where that is. I don't need to explain that any further. Um, Rock Moto Art Exhibition is happening April 28th. This is a little bit in the future. We'll come back to that in a sec. Because also happening on the 8th is the Bear Necessities Run. Foreign Legion Post 79 out in Riverside. Um, that's going to be going down. That's, a, that's on Sunday. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm going to die over here. Also happening on Sunday, it says 8 for 2018, but I think this is in like a European uh, date time. Um, the Los Angeles One Ride, it's starting at Pro Italia. Um, 9 a.m. is going to be when kickstands go up, and it's the Royal Enfield all across the world, hundreds of cities, thousands of riders, one passion, and that's riding. And you can probably ride a Royal Enfield if you'd like. That'd be pretty sweet. They're pretty fun bikes. First bike I ever crashed. <laughs> Won't be the last. Um, tax day. Tax day is coming up on the 17th. Uh, the 14th out at Lake Paris Fairgrounds. We got the Hippie Killer Hoedown going down. Check that out. Uh, Ramming Speed Classic Track Day is happening on the 15th. Um, like I mentioned, the 28th is the Rock Moto uh, Art Show. Uh, Cinco de Mayo coming up on the 5th. Oddly enough, not really like a Mexican holiday. Um, and then there's going to be a bunch of other stuff coming up that we're going to be uh, keeping you informed. I think the Congregation Show is coming up. Riders on the Norm, if you ever listen to that podcast, they used to talk about that all the time. Um, there's going to be some flat track racing this weekend, so tune in on Fans Choice for that. And uh, keep your ears peeled. Keep your eyes pulled open and looking at a computer screen for that. I think MotoGP is going to be Argentina this week. And Energica is going to be making their second lap. Uh, Isle of Man is heating up right now. The uh, talk for Isle of Man. And uh, next week, I think I want to keep next week chill and get into like a technosode of sorts. So... Uh, hopefully we'll be doing that and we'll keep it kind of mellow. Uh, don't forget Solstice Slam happening June 1st. So get your submissions in by, uh, what did I say, May 30th. So we can edit it on the 31st, get it out on that Friday. And like I like I mentioned earlier, Daily Bikers having a 25% off everything sale. Everything's got to go, Dan's got to close shop. So... Um, go head over to Daily Bikers and grab some while you still can. And if you miss it, uh, we'll have some of the stuff that Dan has produced over the years available for the winners of this Solstice Slam. And sadly, that will be it. And then next year, we'll have to figure out uh, another resource for our prize package. All right, everybody. Um, I'd like to thank Chris and uh, tell him sorry. But uh, thank you for offering up your uh, Hypermotard for us to roast this week. Hypermotards are fabulous bikes, but uh, not that one. 
And uh, to everyone else out there, ride safe and fart in the wind. Later. And I'm like, fuck, I got a flat. to hit record again. Awkward. I'm just going to PX my truck. I think I may have given Naked Jim an erection. People being hypocrites. That's a totally other podcast. <laughs>